Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. What is the narrative that the Democrats have to weave here or write here? They should use words like extortion and bribery and corruption. It's that simple. The devastating testimony corroborated evidence of bribery. She did publicly accuse him of bribery, and that word is significant. That's a very serious charge. What makes this a case of bribery? Quid pro quo, bribery. And that is in the Constitution. Hearsay can be much better evidence than direct, as we have learned in painful instances. Oh, You are fake news. Kill me. Very fake news. Kill me. I agree with that. Kill me. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. Skag free wherever he is. Big up to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. All right, go, go. Can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Well, weeks since YouTube banned all or part of the stream, we're hoping to put a one in that column. Maybe I should get a background piece, a little <laughs> yeah. flip thing put up. Uh, but we're not talking about Erica Marshmallow tonight at all. There'll be none of that. And we're not reading any chats that may or may not mention this person either. So we'll see. I, I'm hoping not to get banned. That's my measure of success for tonight's stream. Not banned and hopefully not desynced on YouTube. That more on that in a little bit but that probably you know continues. both are going to happen i swear to god someone at youtube is just they're being paid by susan wiki wiki personally to meddle with this show i i'm i've nearly reached that conclusion i would be so happy if that was somebody's designated job <laughs> oh that would thrill me well uh we got plenty to talk about tonight We'll talk all about the uh, the week of yawns at the impeachment hearings. I'll try to be as brief as possible, but what's noteworthy besides the lack of direct evidence, which is apparently no longer relevant, hearsay is superior, and that's all we'll convict this president on. Uh, the, the noteworthy part of this week's developments is the calculated democratic shift to the accusation of bribery in substitution for the phrase quid pro quo. At least I don't have to say quid pro quo anymore, but this appears to be a decision based strictly on polling as, oppo as opposed to the facts behind the allegation. So we'll get into that. Uh, in a minute, I actually want to talk about this first. We'll get to not one, but two more brawls at Popeye's this week. I didn't want to think that a chicken sandwich was actually causing significant violence across this country. I told you about this last week. But... It's like a weekly occurrence. This is three and Popeye's events. 
in this last And movie. I looked, there's a history going back to even before the sandwich's debut. There is ongoing Popeye's violence. This is a trend. I guess we'll just keep checking in on it. This week's submissions, I mean, I don't know if they're crazier than last week's body slam, but they're right up there. So we'll check in on those. Uh, a shooting in California prompts Democrats to call for more gun control, even though the existing gun control once again did nothing. Yeah. PayPal bans Pornhub transactions, and certain segments of the left suddenly question whether we want moralizing financial services huh. providers or not. That's the interesting development here. Uh, Canadian sportscaster Don Cherry gets fired for saying fairly uncontroversial things on Remembrance Day, certainly tame by this show's standard, I, I suppose. Uh, but I think that his response, he's not apologizing. I think you'll, at bare minimum, appreciate that. Yeah. So we'll check in on what he had to say. What's the point of being old if you have to keep apologizing? Yeah. Like the best part of being old. Might as well go out. Yeah. yeah. He, he did say, I'm going out on top. I don't know what he meant on top of his career. Is he proud of what he said? Well, both. Yeah. He's an old ass dude who's been doing yeah. this for 45 years. Just doesn't years. care anymore. Yeah, Good for care. him. And then a hoax hate double feature, uh, plus some surprise cringe to close. So it'll be a full show as always. And we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's Matt Christensen media.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses, of course. This week, our feature business is our friends at uh, Sonoran Defense Technologies. Sonoran Defense is a firearms dealer based in Arizona, but with a focus uh, in online business, specializing in Glock polymer laser stippling, custom Glock builds, and other firearms engraving. Sonoran Defense has several easy-to-order laser stippling packages and also does custom designs upon request. The Hybrid Atrix Stipple Package is the flagship design and has been a customer favorite. It provides superb grip traction with a unique aesthetic to enhance the overall look and feel of the Glock pistol. You can even order a brand new Glock with laser stippling directly from Sonoran. Just reach out for a quote via the contact form on their website. Sonoran Defense also offers laser marked AR and AK magazines with many designs to choose from. They have secret designs in their Instagram page too. So be sure to follow there at Sonoran Defense They'll also do custom requests to put your own personalized images, texts, or logos on mags for you. Sonoran Defense offers 10% off all their products and services to listeners of this show with the discount code G's. that's J-E-E-Z. Find everything you need from Sonoran, plus special deals from all of our friendly listener-owned businesses, uh, including Phoenix Ammunition, Flyover States, Charity Swipes, and Black Rifle Garb, at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners by listeners. Got a few uh, art pieces of art or a piece of art <laughs> and uh, some, some meetups as well. Uh, first, the piece of art from our friend uh, Cesarean Pizza, the adaptation of the Real Housewives meme, which I feel like I'm disconnected from all the memes that the well, kids are sharing the these reels. days. Well, I went back because I'm generally familiar with the meme. And then I went back and looked, but the, the clip is from like 2011. So why is the meme still alive? Everybody loves Real Housewives. I guess. Are you an actual viewer of the show? I mean, 
I was, I used to, I, there's something magical about watching like some drunk women that their lives are just, especially after the financial crisis. I was like, I could not look away. Like these drunk women fighting and losing their fortunes. It was amazing. Ah, I see. Uh, enjoyment Caesar? of, yeah, it's supposed to be Caesar. <laughs> That's the whole point. Is Why you're won't he die? God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, meetups continue. We have one from uh, Palmerston North in New Zealand. Whoa. A couple dudes meeting up there. So um, thanks. Does New Zealand count as down under or is that uniquely Australia? I was going to say thanks know. for supporting the show down under. We'll give them an honorary down under. The Aussies can correct me on that. In addition to my pronunciation of Melbourne, <laughs> come at me. Come at me. And then uh, a meetup in Worcester, Massachusetts. I hope it's okay to say hi to our lawyer friend, Laurel, who uh, sent us this picture. Thanks, Laurel. And sorry if I doxed you. I didn't mean to. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the risk you take when you're sending me photos. It's good to see and uh, glad you guys are having fun doing the meetups. Remember, uh, if you would like to find new friends in your area who also listen to the show, that's one of the great things we have on the website. It's the community page on my website. Check it out. You can uh, put your own information there. uh, And then you can also check out the page to see who else has posted contact information get in touch and have a fun meetup and make some new friends. So we're glad that the community keeps on uh, building. It's very cool to see. Now, uh, a brief update into the status of this show as it relates to Susan WikiWiki's thumb on it at all times, apparently. Uh, I did post a video on this Friday. So if you're interested in the latest developments of the whistleblower and whether or not we can say this person's name, check out the last video I posted. The... The the TLDR here is that YouTube is now saying that the that the mention of the whistleblower's name is a credible threat to life. Now you and I have been discussing. There's two possibilities here. I interpret what they're doing to say because it's in the in the thread of information that is related to the whistleblower that they're saying the mention of the whistleblower's name on this show is a credible threat to life. When I brought this information to you, you were saying, no, I think they're coming after me for my right-wing death squads commentary. Against the t- abortion training. If that's the case, one, they're not telling me the specifics, and two, they've basically routed this into that because the origin absolutely is the mention of the whistleblower. They didn't come at this from uh, some complaint from like some uh, the weird abortion drag queen person or something like that. Not to I mention that, by what I said. Yeah, well, it's edgy. I mean, what was said is edgy, I suppose, but it's not really out of the norm or character of this show. Dispute it all you want. I don't buy that YouTube is talking about that. I don't I know. Th- I mean, the legitimate death threat. I did actually issue a death threat. No, you didn't. Go back and listen. You said, does this give you the urge? That's not a, that's not a credible oh, I death said, threat. I said, oh, oh I, thought, I, I thought I said... Is it time that we rally sure. the right-wing death squad? There, there is no circumstance under which you, what you said is a criminally prosecutable threat. Because I haven't it been very careful about, about it. Is, it. is it a discussion of violence? In the abstract, yes. Was there actual plotting of an of a imminent and likely to occur uh, attack? No, absolutely not. So I would say it was like... Uh, like a national guard spreadsheet levels of planning. No, I think even he went for it. <laughs> uh, God, that story. So I am of the opinion that YouTube 
and, and by the way, the other piece of evidence I'll mention too, in addition to the my reasoning that I believe this is strictly related to the whistleblower's name, is that Facebook has said the exact same thing. I believe it was said to Tim Pool, but it's been said to others that mention of the name is considered. Uh, aiding or a call to violence. This is the narrative that they're going with in Silicon Valley. So I remain confident that they're strictly policing on whistleblower grounds. But uh, but if they're trying to route it into something else, uh, they're starting with the whistleblower and making it up as they go along. Whatever's so, happening, they're not cluing me into the information. So we have to guess. We're, we're in the, the same boat as the audience. That have been said on this show. Of all of the things, we've I don't think we've ever gotten taken off of air live the only other time was a was a wednesday Colin show over the summer because we had the 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 debates debates playing live and we're checking in on them and responding to them and that was it that was a cnn copyright takedown that a lot of people got hit by yeah the other issue i will say too I, i don't know what's going on with youtube's audio sync we send the same stream to dlive and youtube and then indirectly to BitChute. none of those get desynced only YouTube. I've made them aware of this issue. They've told me they are working on it slash have fixed it. Clearly not. It baffles me because some streams go back and forth between properly synced audio and video and then not depending on the day that you click it. So I'm doing everything to get that fixed. I understand it's totally annoying to watch as a viewer and I want to get it fixed. I'm, it takes people pushing buttons at YouTube and unfortunately I can't push those buttons. So one thing I'll say, obviously, is that uh, if any or all of these factors are irritating to you and you want to have reliable platforms that won't ban the stream or meddle the stream, at least as far as we know for now, go to DLive. BitChute, DLive. They're linked in the description. They're linked on my website. If you do go to DLive and you want to watch a stream after the fact, they hang around for like a month. They're not, it's not the whole library, but you can go a month back. And uh, it's under the replays tab. It's not really obvious when you click on my channel, but there is a replays tab and that's what you're looking for. Anyway, we're going to keep carrying on on this show because as I said last week, I'm not leaving YouTube until they actually delete me. And that day is not today. We're making YouTube break up with us. Yes, (laughs) correct. Uh, Hey, guess who's running for office? The Brown Buffalo. Who? Jank Uger, which I still don't know how to. I've been calling him Chank. I chunk yogurt, jank Iger. I, I don't know. But I did, interestingly enough, I'm signed yeah. out on this window. But in looking this up, jank follows me on Twitter. I'm very proud of that fact. No way. Yeah, but I don't follow him back. But he does follow me on Twitter. So he does know who you are. Skag3, whoever that is. But he follows me, so he must know who that is. Is he one of those people that follows like 50,000 people? Uh, let's see. Let's, what does his account show? Uh, whoops. Let's click here. He follows. No, he only follows a thousand people. Oh, maybe he wants you to be in his cabinet or whatever. (laughs) I will not accept. Anyway, uh, this is actually related to the Katie Hill episode. We're calling the banned episode of this show, the YouTube banned episode from two weeks ago. Uh, We discussed the case of strong, brave Katie Hill, who was resigning from Congress over this weird over her weird sexcapades, whatever you want to call them. And, uh, well, Jenk, so that lady's resigning. Jenk is running to fill that seat. So I, I know we have a lot of TYT super fans in our audience. Concern oh, yeah. number one is what's going to happen with the show. Apparently Anna and John, is it Idarola? I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name. 
they're going to handle the TYT main show together. I don't know if Anna gets to sit in Jenk's chair or if she stays in the same chair. Tune in to find that out. Do they still have amazing viewership? Uh, They have... I don't know. I don't. Did they have? They don't really have that amazing of viewership for how costly their production is. Can it, is it really that costly? I mean, they have four and a half million subscribers. They have thirty-eight thousand videos. I guess yeah, that's, per that's video subscriber, that's not that great. Um, when we discussed Katie Hill, I should have been more clear, so I'll apologize after the good. fact. I always just assume if it's a California district, it's reliably Democrat. Because let's be honest, that's more often than not a a safe assumption. But this particular district, California's 25th, actually, uh, Katie Hill won that seat from a Republican incumbent. So it it could go either way. It happened to go Democrat this year, but it's not inconceivable that a Republican wins it back in the next election. As far as the process here, Cenk is up against three other declared Democrats and five Republicans in a jungle primary system. So only the top two advance. Uh, So it's not a lock that Cenk beats out other Republicans or other Democrats or, or the Republicans for that matter. Election day for this special election is March 3rd, 2020. So we're on a pretty quick timeline. We'll see if he can get it done. Michael Avenatti's back in the news. No. Recall that, uh, well, we checked up on this story in, uh, what was it? May. I think that he got these, uh, these charges against him in this Nike extortion scheme. So uh, the, the charges have now been revised, I guess a charge added to it, but we learned of the original scheme in the spring. The idea, the general claim here is that uh, Avenatti tried to extort $25 million from Nike under the threat of making damaging charges against the company. So he had dirt on them basically uh, making improper payments to the families of high school basketball players. And he said, you know, do what I want or I will out you and your, you know, your improper behavior. Well, that is called extortion, and uh, the revised indictment now drops a, uh, drops a conspiracy charge against Avenatti, but adds a charge of wire fraud. Avenatti faces additional fraud charges in L.A., and in a separate case in New York, he was charged with cheating Stormy Daniels, his famous client, out of uh, book deal income. <laughs> I was surprised by this, but things I've read suggest he's facing decades in prison. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. We'll see. Uh, we'll check up on this story once uh, once these charges are adjudicated. I only saw this at a headline level this week, so I'm curious to know. But what's the what's the Epstein update with these prison guards? Uh, federal prosecutors offered a plea deal to two correctional officers responsible for guarding uh, Epstein on the night of his death, but the officers have declined the offer. I'm pretty sure it was a a pretty good plea deal. So the existence of the plea deal in itself offers or, or the plea deal um, offer signals the justice department is considering criminal charges. So I guess they're saying that they were negligent. Um, the guards on his unit are suspected of failing to check on him every half hour as required and fabricating log entries to show that they had. Um, so as part of the plea deal, the prosecutors want the guards to admit they falsified the prison's records. Mm. Um, I don't think, I don't think that, None of this is going to happen, but I think that the reason that they were like, no way, is that they are worried that they're going to get killed. <laughs> Do you think I'm reading too much into this? But no matter what, they're probably facing legal liability for what happened, I guess. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that they want to do that, ultimately. It'll probably hmm. get lost in the shuffle. Um, they were both working overtime because of staffing shortages. So maybe they'll claim that this was an oversight or something like that. Hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, if I were them, I'd be like, 
I'm worried. Well, I hope the payout was worth it. I assume they both cashed in handsomely for the services they provided that day or that Yeah, night. I mean, you would have to be offered a handsome reward to do something that risky, right? We checked uh, or we heard the story a few weeks ago that Tulsi, well, Hillary Clinton did that podcast with the former Obama campaign manager guy, and she just flippantly called Tulsi Gabbard a Russian agent. In addition to in underrated and underreported fashion, uh, Jill Stein, who I've not heard say anything about this. Uh, Jill Stein just, I guess, accepts the accusation of Russian agent. <laughs> maybe maybe it's true. Who knows? Nobody She's cared like, about ah, that part of the. You got me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, apparently Tulsi's lawyers are taking this seriously, or at least indications are that they are. They sent a lawyer to Hitler. Tulsi's lawyer sent a letter. Her her legal team sent a letter to Hillary, uh, which reads in part, quote, in making the statement calling uh, Tulsi a Russian agent, you knew it was false. Congresswoman Gabbard is not a Russian asset and is not being groomed by Russia. Besides your statement, no law enforcement or intelligence agencies have claimed, much less presented any evidence that Congresswoman Gabbard is a Russian asset. This fabricated story is so facially improbable that is that it is actionable as defamation. So an implied lawsuit yeah. threat. The letter asks Hillary to tweet and release a statement apologizing and acknowledging that she's wrong. It also asks for a press release to make a verbal retraction as well. Unclear uh, as of now, if they are serious about pursuing a defamation case here, um, I'll leave the probability of success to the legal minds. It seems to me hard to succeed in the public figure yeah. setting. Next but- week all died because their cars <laughs> just ran off of cliffs. She survived this long though. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. Uh, no comment that I've seen from Hillary either. So I don't know if Hillary's taking this seriously or if the plans are already in place. Oh, uh, I order- have to issue a retraction. Jill Stein was on Tucker denying these claims. She also oh, went she? on to a door and a okay, thanks for, other outlets. Thank thanks, you for up, thanks for updating me on that. Cause I, I haven't seen that. that, but it is interesting that nobody seems to care. Like that gets just a fraction of the discussion. Except for Jill Stein. She cares. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad that our chat updated because I just I don't see any mention of that. OK, anyway, uh, thanks for the information. I want to move on to the story of the week. As far as I'm concerned, brawls at Popeye's biggest story of the week. Clearly, our country has a problem with chicken violence. We'll get to gun violence later. That but it is so racist. <laughs> that is the most racist thing you've ever said. You heard it here. Fried chicken violence. I'm not discussing the demographics of our chicken violence problem. I'm just saying that there is one. Nobody's talking about chicken violence. We need common sense chicken control. Of course, as I mentioned, Popeye's released its first chicken sandwich in 47 years recently. One would speculate that the increase in traffic is causing an increase in violence. In fact, we have witness testimony. To such issues in both of these particular cases we of course saw the the body slam at popeyes in tennessee last week this week we have not one but two additional brawls at popeyes locations specifically so uh, the first is in temecula california at the temecula popeyes on november 8th reports are that there was wait uh, there were wait times for over an hour to get this chicken sandwich or whatever else you're getting at popeyes According to a customer witness, as the drive through line got longer, the driver of the white vehicle, you'll see the video in a moment, angrily went up to the drive through saying his order was wrong. An attendant told him to come inside to fix the order, and he refused. A woman in a black car honked the horn, 
prompts the man in the white vehicle to exit his car and shout at the black car, who and the drivers of that car also exited their vehicles, and a fight that we'll check out in a moment uh, ensued. The Riverside Sheriff's Department says that nobody was arrested because both parties declined to press charges, but uh, but this doesn't really look like a joke. Check this out. By the way, the narration is the underrated part of this. Arguably funnier than the fight itself. Oh, Which isn't funny at all. Oh, oh, Lord! What is Why happening? Why did you get involved? Oh, they done all fell down. Wow! No! No! What? Wait a minute! Oh, this at Papa's! What is happening? Wow! All over a chicken sandwich. All over a chicken sandwich. Look at the big boy. They better give him some free chicken sandwiches. There's a new sheriff in town. Yep, you're going down, buddy. She should have stayed. Well, she should have stayed in the car. She was screaming and hollering at him in the drive-through line. And she done fell down trying to protect her man, girl. You protect your <laughs> man. That's a big boy right there. They need to give him some chicken sandwiches. We got sandwich and entertainment. <laughs> Bad boy, what you want? What you want? What you gonna do when the sheriff John Brown come for you? John Brown? Yes. I just hope they got their sandwiches. We should be fair and mention that I think all of the people involved in that fight were white. Yes. Uh, just like fat white people. <laughs> Again, I have no intention of discussing the demographic breakdown of the Popeye's incident. We have to. You should see the live chat right now. Uh, no. No, <laughs> there's a reason I hide the chat after the show is over. <laughs> that commentary okay. is priceless. Show me the next one. I, I, I will say, of course, shout out to whoever recorded that. Uh, <laughs> normally, I watch these things and I'm thinking, shut the hell up. Stop talking about it. I just want to watch it. In this case, I think... Thank you for your play-by-play. That made it... They're almost cheery in watching this. Like, you think you're, you're watching a brawl and you, you think you... You're watching a brawl at a Popeye's. I don't know. I that mean, I guess... Night. Yeah, maybe. I, I Whatever. Shout out to whoever the, the commentary duo are. You did a great job with your, uh, with your play-by-play. You the next case... Man. <laughs> the next case is in Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> According to the guy who recorded this footage, we'll see momentarily, he went to Popeye's and there, again, was a long line at the drive-thru. It appears to me that this brawl is between employees, so I don't know if it's traffic-related or, or what. Actually, the cause of this fight is uh, is unspecified or, or unknown. But the guy who recorded the footage grabbed his phone upon entry of the store when he heard someone yell, It's a fight. And uh, again, he doesn't know exactly why this happened, but this is what happened. This is just swinging, man. Chill, Rhonda. <laughs> Hey, break that shit up. Break that shit up. What the fuck do you want to do, bitch? Let's go, let's go. Okay. That was about a man. 
you can speculate as much as you want. We just don't know. I, I, I don't know if that one is related to everyone trying to get the sandwich or not, or if it's just drama at, uh, no, that, that was employee related. Some hmm. LaRonda banged somebody's man. That's what happened. Okay. Was that actually the name or are you just assigned? Said, no, he said, chill LaRonda. Oh, I didn't hear that. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Popeye's released a statement quote. This was an unfortunate isolated incident, which we take very seriously. The dining room was closed immediately after the altercation at 9 30 PM. As a result of this, seven employees were terminated from the company including the manager on duty. I haven't seen mention of criminal charges or anything like that. I would ask the company, is it isolated? At some point you have to ask, is there some weird trend here? I know we're talking about, you know, a handful of cases, but we're talking about like a weird Popeye's brawl on like a bi-weekly oh, basis. The chicken. Oh, okay. Talking about Popeye's. <laughs> I thought that was the moment, you guys. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying not to get our show banned. Didn't you hear me? <laughs> Didn't you? Okay, fine. We're going back to safe territory. We're going to impeachment gate. Oh, okay. So that we'll lose half our audience. And, uh, well, I, maybe we can stick with the YouTube and corporate media approved lines about this. But uh, Was this universally boring for people, this hearing this week? Who the hell actually watched all of it? I didn't, but, but I mean, love I God, heard that people gonna in the to. audience were falling asleep and stuff. And I was like, have I just lost my interest in politics? Or is this just generally? This, I think, now? is even drier than Russiagate. This is maybe drier is the wrong word, but like even less substantiated, if that's possible. We'll get to it in a moment. I think Jim Jordan from Ohio, who does a great job with these yeah. with, with questioning people generally, usually. He exposed it all in at least the first few, the first two witnesses in like 30 seconds. Nobody here has any firsthand knowledge of anything that happened. Why are we talking to you? And then we get to Ivanovich's therapy session. But before, yeah, we, even, real, was what it before we even get to what was said during the hearings, I want to talk about the framing of the case for impeachment against the president because we've seen a significant shift. And I mentioned how political this appears to be in the opening uh, segment, but uh, you heard, and as we'll hear in a moment, Democrats have shifted the language of the impeachment inquiry away from quid pro quo and into the terms extortion and bribery. And I hear bribery much more. And you'd like to think, well, interesting. Have they uncovered new information? Have they uncovered new evidence to substantiate these altered allegations? No. What happened? And this is according to the Washington Post. Okay. This is hardly like some fringe right-wing site making unsubstantiated allegations. This is the Washington Post talking to, as they claim, anonymous but well-connected people. Democrats, the, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee conducted focus groups in key House battlegrounds testing impeachment messages. They asked participants whether the uh, labels quid pro quo, extortion, or bribery were a more compelling description oh. for Trump's conduct. So, and the focus groups found the word bribery to be the most damning. So the question is, sorry, get my phone out of here. The question is, is not which of these words is the most applicable according to the evidence. Right. The question is, which, which of is these the do you, damning. Yeah, which is the most damning, which is the most compelling, which one writes the best book. And they found that bribery is the one to go with. And so there, we saw this play out this week. It became the media narrative. Uh, Nancy Pelosi 
as we'll hear from in a moment, went with this narrative, wasn't really able to substantiate it when questioned. Adam Schiff used this language in his opening in his opening statement. There's the Coors on me already. Sorry. Yeah. They, it, they, it's funny. It's like they do the research, the political research, and then they all just get in line to make it happen. Check it what out. What is, Nick, the narrative that the Democrats have to, uh, you know, weave here or write here with the testimonies? What is the central thing that they want to get out in public? That the president used the powers of his office and taxpayer money to try to extort a foreign country into helping his reelection. It's that simple. And they should use words like extortion um, and bribery and corruption. Okay. One thing to note too, that's a, this is an NBC panel. Oh, this is just a, a New York times political reporter, not, not a democratic strategist, right? right. They should use these terms. I'm just a New York times reporter. Okay. Okay. Whatever. This goes straight to Nancy Pelosi or actually let's, let's check in on Adam Schiff first. Adam He's Schiff. The thinnest neck I've ever seen. <laughs> Adam Schiff. Old pencil neck chef. Yeah, he references this exact language in his opening statement on Wednesday. States abused his power or if he sought to condition, coerce, extort or bribe an ally into conducting investigations to aid his reelection campaign and did so by withholding official acts. Must we simply get over it? The, the devastating oh, the... states abused his power. Um, Whatever. He used the exact same language. The President of the United States abused his power, or if he sought to condition, coerce, extort, or bribe an ally. There you go. Condition, extort, bribe. And and, um, Nancy Pelosi, she goes further than Schiff, because Schiff is saying, well, if he did this, must we get over it? That that merits uh, investigation. We should look into that. Nancy Pelosi just comes out and says, "The, the damning testimony that we heard on Wednesday, we'll get to that in a moment, you be the judge, that's evidence of, of bribery. He committed bribery. She outright accuses him. Here's what she Get had to say. Over it. The, the devastating testimony corroborated evidence of bribery uncovered in the inquiry and that the president abused power and violated his oath by threatening to withhold military aid and a White House meeting in exchange for an investigation into his political rival. That's a- okay. And you might wonder how. <laughs> We haven't seen any new information. What did he do that amounts to bribery? He, she just kind of stammers through it. A very uh, quid pro charge. quo. What makes this a case of bribery? Quid pro quo, bribery, <laughs> bribery, and that is in the Constitution. Tomato, tomato. To the impeachment proceeding. So, what was the bribe here? The bribe is to grant or withhold military assistance in return for a public statement of a, uh, a, of a fake investigation into uh, the, the elections. So a that's fake a, investigation. That's bribery. I guess that's the narrative they're going with now is that apparently there is no Ukrainian corruption to investigate. That's all fake. And it's a cover for investigation of Joe Biden for political purposes. Oh, they should keep at this. All of this unsubstantiated. All of this has to be inferred. Okay. Well, bribery makes it bribery skag. All that bribery is bribery. It is pretty telling that when asked to explain the question could be phrased, you've shifted the accusation. Why? Or on what basis? And she goes, Quid pro quo, bribery, as though they're interchangeable in there. In, but she's admitting, at least tacitly, that they are in the Democrats' uh, understanding here. That we're just using a different word. Nothing's changed factually. We're just using a different word because it pulled better. Uh, I, I want to speak specifically about these new charges, though, just so we're clear. So extortion, 
Again, this is layman observation, not a lawyer. I'll always qualify, but extortion, that to me seems like an incredible stretch. And perhaps that's not why they're going with the word extortion. Schiff just said it. He said if the president committed extortion, he didn't outright accuse, but he used, he used the word. Yeah. Withholding something from someone that isn't theirs is not extortion. The, the, the idea is do this or I won't give you that thing that isn't yours and that you aren't <laughs> entitled to. That's yeah. not how extortion works. The money in question is not Ukraine's. It's the United States. Of course, I think we need to, everybody would agree that we need to be consistent and ethical in our system for foreign aid. Yeah, depending let's on however, not give it to anybody under any circumstances. Fair however. enough. You can have that standard. Uh, but that's not extortion. Like what you're talking about right there is not extortion either. It's you could. It's incentivizing at the worst. Yeah, but but we're within our rights to do of that. Course. Hey, I, yeah, this is not criminal. Um, I can't even believe they're making this argument. Bribery is also a very difficult case to make. So the Constitution does mention bribery alongside treason as an impeachable crime. But unlike treason, it is not constitutionally defined. It's left open. So we have to defer to some sort of definition for bribery. I think it's fair to to uh, refer to federal law and federal law defines bribery in pretty specific terms. A public official is guilty of bribery if he seeks or accepts, quote, anything of value personally in exchange for being influenced in the performance of an official act. The law also says that public officials cannot seek anything of value, quote, otherwise than as provided by law for the proper discharge of an official duty. So a few complications pursuant to this definition. Well, couldn't Trump just argue that this is for the good of the nation? Yes, that's certainly one complication. Uh, and I'll, I'll touch on that in just a second. Um, first, though, it's not clear that the investigation Trump is asking for is a thing of value, as we legally understand that term. That usually refers to a monetary value. In this case, we don't have a monetary value. And according to what I've read, the DOJ has already investigated and decided whether this sort of investigation qualifies as an in-kind campaign contribution and determined it does not. So we have some existing precedent to say that investigations of this sort are not things of value as the law considers them. Um, it's not clear that the investigation is anything of value personally either. To the point you just made, Trump asked for a broader investigation of corruption, corruption and election interference, uh, a broader investigation than just Joe Biden. He did discuss Biden, but it was in a broader context. And that broader context of corruption of Ukrainian politics generally and potential meddling in the U S election, whether or not that those are general American interest issues, not Trump personal political issues. Uh, and then uh, lastly, the bribe arrangement never actualized right. the money. In fact, flowed the investigation wasn't announced and hasn't happened. What we're dealing with here, if we had the elements, which I don't think we do, but if we did, is attempted bribery, bribery, which is an even more difficult case to prove. It would call for specific acts and specific motives that just aren't there, or at least aren't substantiated. Uh, all of this now is the context for the first round of public hearings in the impeachment inquiry. Wednesday featured Ambassador Bill Taylor and diplomat George Kent, and um, Friday featured Ambassador Marie Yovanovitch, Keep in mind, as we'll discuss with Jim Jordan's questioning here, none of these parties have any direct experience with the allegations at hand. Indeed, as Jim Jordan exposed, 
Taylor and Kent have never talked to Trump personally. They've never talked to the guy. Yovanovitch was gone in her ambassador role before the events in question ever even happened. So uh, sometimes you say they just talk about feelings (laughs) as a joke. But in the case of Yovanovitch, as we'll get to toward the end, they literally talked about her feelings. That's what a significant portion of the hearing was. It was so hurt. My feelings were so Yes. (laughs) God. Uh, Anyway, here's... um, Here's Jim Jordan from Ohio getting to getting at Ambassador Taylor to the heart of this issue. Whether or not you believe the claims and the understanding made, these aren't people with a direct connection to the issue we're investigating. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmack on September 1st, 2019 in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. We got six people having four conversations in one sentence, and you just told me this is where you got your clear understanding. Ambassador, you weren't on the call, were you? The President, you didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Zelensky's call? I did not. You've never talked with Chief of Staff Mulvaney? I never did. You never met the president. That's correct. You had three meetings again with Zelensky and it didn't come up. And you're their star witness. You're their first witness. I've seen church prayer chains that are easier to understand than this. And even Jeffrey Tubin, your guy, Jeffrey Tubin, big fan over at CNN. Oh, God, he's the worst. <laughs> even he acknowledged like, yeah, that's a fair criticism. They, they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, that's true. The one criticism of these two witnesses, which I think is very much legitimate, it's not really a criticism, it's just a factual statement, is that neither of them had direct contact with the president. Ever. Ever. And, yeah. and yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a big problem, yeah. Remember we discussed this Adam Schiff for Pinocchio's lie earlier where he claimed not to know the whistleblower's identity? He is apparently reviving it. He's sticking by it. He's doubling down. He was asked by Jim Jordan, when are we going to get a chance to question the whistleblower, Adam Schiff? And Adam Schiff says, I have no idea who that is. I don't know what you're talking about. No knowledge of the whistleblower's identity. Okay. You are the only member who knows who that individual is, and your staff is the only staff of any member of Congress who's had a chance to talk with that individual. We would like that opportunity. When might that happen in this proceeding today? First, as the gentleman knows... That's a false statement. I do not know the identity of the whistleblower, and I'm determined to make sure that identity is protected. You will have an opportunity after the witnesses testify uh. to make a motion to subpoena <laughs> any witness and compel a vote. Do you not know it, or do you want to make sure it's protected? Well, I guess those aren't necessarily mutually exclusive, but... Come on. Yeah, I mean... He said, I want to protect to, the identity of the whistleblower after being like, I don't know who the whistleblower is. To protect it, you would have to be able to differentiate between the correct and incorrect Ooh, name. Yes. Yeah. Real time. Now, we already went through this, so I won't go through the whole thing again. But recall, this is the Washington Post uh, for Pinocchio's rating for Adam Schiff's lie on this issue. According to the Washington Post and the New York Times... The whistleblower consulted with the House Intelligence Committee staff, chaired by Adam Schiff, prior to even filing the original complaint. So is it possible that the whistleblower didn't personally work with Adam Schiff? Maybe. Highly unlikely, though. And at bare minimum, this person worked with Adam Schiff's staff. And I have a hard time believing that the staff never, ever have told Adam Schiff, yeah, this is the guy. Here's what he's all about. I just don't believe that, and neither do the fact checkers at um, at the Washington Post. Now, <laughs> I mentioned the 
therapy session. This is just a quick cut of the Times former um, U- Ukraine ambassador Marie Ivanovich, who again was out of the job far long before any of this was ever an issue. The July 25th call or the quid pro quo or the bribery, any of that. They just ask her about her feelings several times. This is a, a lawyer during this was stupid. It was one of those times when I was like, ah. shut up. Like, what well, are you doing? We'll get to that in a moment because the narrative is witness tampering, witness intimidation. He did blame Somalia on her. <laughs> that is, well, they have their own problems. I don't know if she helped, but they certainly have their own problems. I don't think she's responsible for the state of Somalia. Wow, you found your heart. I can't believe it. No, I'm saying that's on Somalians. <laughs> All right. Well, here's her therapy session before we get to that. So how did you feel when you heard President Trump speak so highly of the corrupt Ukrainian prosecutor who helped to execute the smear campaign to have you removed. Did you feel threatened? How did that make you feel? Oh, (laughs) terrible, honestly. Um, I mean, after 33 years of service to our country, um, it was terrible. It's not the way I wanted my career to end. Okay, so to the point you're making, Trump can't help himself and he tweets out during the hearing. And Adam Schiff takes a moment to read the tweet to Marie Ivanovich and have her react. As we sit here testifying, the president is attacking you on Twitter, and I'd like to give you a chance to respond. I'll read part of one of his tweets. Everywhere Marie Ivanovich went turned bad. She started off in Somalia. How did that go. It is a U.S. president's absolute right to appoint ambassadors. Would you like to respond to the president's attack? Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have such powers, uh, not in Mogadishu, Somalia, not in other places. I actually think that um, where I've served over the years, I and others have demonstrably um, made things better. That is the narrative that the Democrats are going to go with, though, is uh, is witness tampering legally. That's nonsense. Um, Did I say Somalians earlier? I meant to say Somalis. I have to correct myself. Uh, is that is Somalians an improper term? It's Somalis. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, she's right. About, I don't know that she's demonstrably. I don't know that ambassadors really do that much. Uh, but Somalia was always in a state. I, the I piracy is all her fault. It didn't happen <laughs> until she got there. It was one of those no. times when I was like, Trump, shut up. I agree that it's a dumb opinion, but that's the question is, what is it? It's is just it, a dumb opinion. It's it's a dumb opinion. Yeah. And the president has a legal right to think and express his dumb opinions yeah. all he wants. Uh, he has the same First Amendment right as anybody else. By the way, the only way that this witness tampering or witness intimidation gets to the witness during the testimony is if Adam Schiff reads it to her. Which he did. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, way to participate in the yeah. witness tampering, I guess. Uh, there is no threat here. He's just saying, look, this lady sucks. And you might find that crude. It might be strategically unwise. If I were the president's advisor, I, I would just... Just like Russia, I would advise... They don't have anything. Just shut up and let let them act like jackasses. Yeah, spin their wheels. And yeah. you'll look great by the end of this. But, you know, Trump's in the White House and I'm not. He got there being Trump. And uh, if he wants to Trump it up this way, that's up to him. Uh, <laughs> I love this next segment because if you're wondering, well, there's no new evidence here. This is all just people talking about their feelings about what they think Trump thought or or felt or said or whatever. 
Uh, Rep Quigley, I think he's from Illinois. He comes out and says, no, Americans need to understand that hearsay, in fact, can be better than direct evidence. Huh. Here's what he had to say. I think the American public needs to be reminded that countless people have been convicted on hearsay because the courts have routinely allowed and created needed exceptions to hearsay. Hearsay can be much better evidence than direct, as we have learned in painful instances, and it's certainly valid in, in, in this instance. Well, gentlemen- Such as? I, I actually, I, I invite the legal scholars of our audience has anyone been convicted uh, criminally of uh, have they gone to prison for example based only on hearsay evidence is that a thing uh i've never I, heard I can't of such think a thing of any of any examples i'd imagine that that that's true uh but it well, you're can't possibly what? be stronger than direct evidence that's a, an absurd claim one out of a million times where like you have weird misleading direct evidence and the most honest testimony from an uninvolved party possibly like they heard rock solid claims made by somebody else and reported it to the court i mean just philosophically speaking what are we talking about here direct evidence has some standard of objectivity it has some standard of proof whereas hearsay is just a guy said a thing we're all now, saying there are exceptions to hearsay being inadmissible but do, they, do any of them apply to this particular case? Now, this is an impeachment. Or any specific case that anybody can think of. I mean, let's this is an impeachment. This is a political proceeding. But let's say there was like an actual bribery criminal charge in a criminal proceeding. Uh, would any of those exceptions actually apply to this case? In any case, I think what we're talking mm. about. What's she saying? She says, yes, if someone admits to the crime to someone else, that can be introduced as an exception to hearsay evidence. Okay. But that can't possibly be stronger than direct evidence i mean people especially um other criminals are constantly trying to plea down their crimes by saying that another person has admitted their crime independently yeah in any case you're talking about extremely rare weird circumstances to, to say that well we need to remind ourselves culturally that hearsay can be better than direct evidence. That is contrary to our entire legal framework. Legal frame, that, yeah. that, that's in, and not just a legal framework, just, just personally judging guilt or not. I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I, I highly doubt he'd be arguing what he's arguing were it not very politically convenient. And then AOC goes on uh, CNN. And I'm, I'm trying to be charitable with what she said here. I'll try in a minute. But... She just basically says, listen, we, we can't have Trump get reelected. So Democrats have to unite as a party and just, you know, we'll agree on whatever charges we agree. Just make sure we don't have a disastrous Trump reelection in 2020. At the end of the day, we have to be able to come together as a caucus. And if it is this Ukrainian allegation that is what brings the caucus together, um, then I think we have to run with however we unify the House. We also need to move quite quickly because we're talking about the potential compromise of the 2020 elections. And so this is not just about something that has occurred. This is about preventing a potentially disastrous outcome from occurring next year. Oh, oh my God. I just wish there was a follow-up question. Uh, what is the disastrous outcome? Yeah, his election. Yeah. Is that what you mean? That we have to do this to prevent Americans from voting on the president? That's such a scandalous statement, if that's actually what she means. But I haven't been able to find clarification from her. I don't know. At least I didn't see any. 
Maybe she's. Do you think she learned what a caucus was like five minutes before <laughs> that? And she said it like ten times. Yeah, maybe. Uh, of course, we already had right? Al Green in Congress say, "I'm worried that if we don't do this, the president will get real." That's right. Yeah, I love it when they so, accident- accidentally say what all Democrats are. Thinking. Yeah. So uh, I promised that I wasn't going to give this too much time. I know you're all bored to death and probably half of you have left already. In case you are, uh, in case your attention is captured by these thrilling uh, pieces of testimony, there is plenty more coming where that came from. Eight more witnesses testifying this week, at least. um, But at least this time, the people who they're talking to, some of them actually have direct connection to the issue. So in the case of Alexander Vindman, National Security Council Ukraine expert, Uh, He was actually on the call in question. That testimony is scheduled for Tuesday. But keep in mind, Vindman already testified privately and the transcript of his testimony is currently available. So I would not expect some kind of bombshell. We're going to see this uh, dragged out for several weeks. So anyway, I would rather carry on than analyze this any further. You want to take a quick break? Probably take a wee break, yeah. Okay. Let me reload this. Uh, Doc Bailey, um, just got my Spartan two times trifecta in Laughlin, Nevada, driving back to California tonight. So I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Just want to thank you for keeping me sane through a rough patch. A real- well, thanks thank for you, tuning Doc. in, man. Good luck. No, I think he already did it. Spartan did- two time trifecta. Oh, no, I'm just home. saying good luck with sanity through tough times. Oh, okay. mm. uh, Dakota Stanton. Let's hope YouTube doesn't stop this stream. Uh, nothing yet, but we haven't mentioned. Eric uh, charred marshmallows. marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeffrey O'Neill. Impeachable rumor Fatty and Smeg plan to end their No Nat November. No Nat November. Wow. At the Canberra Deplorables multi city Christmas party. Is Heather Swanson more stunning and brave than Shaniqua? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Uh, JV do not one watching on D live today because YouTube can S my D. Unfortunately, I have to use super chat here because I'm kind of uh, a wee, t- wee totted. Kind of I still, and to be fair to our D live people too, I still, I, I don't know if there's a way to read super chats over there or not. I'm going to email D live this week because I don't see where they show in the system. So hopefully they can, we can help continue to build a more lively community over on D live. Uh, we're never going to beat Nick Fuentes though. Did you know that that little clip from our Wednesday show went totally viral? A ton what? of people posted it on their Instagram and it had like, really? like 40,000 additional views or something like that. What? Yeah. Where I was just of- talking about how Nick Fuentes is going to take over the dissonant right. And even though he called me a thought, I still think he's a dwarf. <laughs> okay. Well, speak for yourself. I got, I, I, I'm not taking shots at anybody, but I have so many people up my ass for just defending. Talk about basic- the gripers. Yeah. No, no, just, just, I'm not saying I'm not praising their views. I'm not endorsing their views or saying I agree with their views. I'm trying to maintain a fair set of rules for everybody to engage with each other. So while I don't like the disruption of events, I'm not going to moralize about asking questions at events. And just for that, you know, tons of people emailing me, well, they're not asking questions in good faith. How is that possibly objectively measurable? What is a, how do we determine, well, that question's in good faith. That question's a gotcha one. That question's a bad one. That question's from a bad guy who's trying to get them for the wrong reasons. You know, I I don't buy into that at all. It's not fair. Of your sense of morality should be, does this piss off Ben Shapiro? (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. That's that's doesn't no, piss I, off Ben Shapiro. Nothing else matters. I can't go that standard. And but the Groypers do. So I'm into it. I like I, it. 
I will defend their rights to participate the same as everybody else of any perspective. And if that makes me a bad person, then I guess don't tune into a bad person show. That's all I can say. What a bad he is. <laughs> it's really irritating. Like it's the same. Oh, yeah. I'll defend the communist right to speak. Doesn't yeah. mean I'm a communist. Doesn't mean I agree. Yeah. I mean, I am getting a lot of people that are demanding that I comment on this. Well, that's the other thing is I'm not trying. First of all, it's not an issue that I care about deeply. So I'm not paying that much attention. I care about the speech elements there and what the fair rules for the engagement of speech are. But it's not really my fight either. You know, this is not nobody needs me to carry the torch on this. How the political landscape changes affects us. And there has been this need for new blood. And I think that that is being uh, realized. At some level, I've always avoided inserting myself unnecessarily into community uh, disputes. You know, the landscape of the whole community is changing. That's fine. I just don't I don't unless someone is threatening what I personally hold most important, which is fair and and uh, equally applied rules for speech and engagement in speech then it's not really my fight i don't i honestly people on both sides get pissed because i'm not fighting for a charlie kirk or a nick fuentes team i'm just fighting so that they both have this the same rules apply to them and so they their yeah. their ideas can compete and may the best idea win the day that's all i'm fighting for right right um yeah oh and i did also want to mention you know what i discovered Ben Shapiro interviewed on Red Ice in 2014. Whoa, that's got to be weird. <gasps> Did they? Know. How spicy was the conversation? I mean, he was talking about a moratorium on immigration and stuff, hmm. but like, I think that he's definitely shifted towards a more uh, a neocon perspective. Hmm. Uh, but the fact that he associated with Red Ice at any point of time in his career, even though it was five or six years ago, it was so shocking to me that you I definitely thought, would not today. I, I don't not. think I shouldn't. It, and I'd never heard him, about it before until I saw somebody tweeting about it. And so I was listening to like the first five minutes and I thought that somebody had actually like spliced in <laughs> conversations <laughs> from other places. Cause I just couldn't yeah. believe, I couldn't believe that he had ever been on there, but it is a real conversation. You guys, I think you can hmm. find it on their website. Um, oh, yeah, Cause their channels banned now. They That's are right. banned. Uh, JB dude. I just said that one. Uh, Tyler Hummel, uh, President Kamala Harris, day one. My fellow Americans, I have just signed legislation canceling America forever. We begin bombing in five minutes. Uh, That's an incredible threat of violence. Yeah, really. Get us uh, banned. We're banned. Uh, love the show. It's one of the few things I look forward to all week. Oh, here's a few bucks to help you keep kicking butt. We're trying. Thank you so much. Well, thanks. Fat hooligan, Matt and Blonde. I 1,000 support, 1,000% support you guys in the face of ridiculous censorship. We all know that air rights. <laughs> Erica, marshmallow, marshmallow. Yeah. Uh, two to the flute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I mentioned it uh, on Sunday and I'll reiterate it. The silver lining was seeing one, the Streisand effect in effect, but two, knowing that like, if, if we got deleted off YouTube, this show has the ability to migrate somewhere else and be just fine. Yeah. So I, I ain't worried. And that's because the community is so strong and we appreciate it. So thanks. Um, Rick Moranis, I heard you like censors, so I put some censors on my censors and censored it <laughs> uh, Das Pooch. By the way, speaking of that, I'll be real quick. Our, our friend Neo Unrealist did a video discussing the censorship of our show. Really? And it got censored. You can no still find way. it on BitChute, but it itself got censored. Wow. Yes. 
Uh, das Pooch, uh, stop forcing us to pay Google to give you super chats, fags. Start using entropy like Mark Collett, JF, and others. It's actually a pretty cool service for YouTube streaming interactions. Maybe we will. Well, we got Streamlabs. I mean, I'm open to other platforms, but at some level, I have to. There is a limitation on how many things I can manage simultaneously. Yeah. Um, Joshy Boy said that's literally not how bribery works. I know, right? Son of the Wolf, pretty sure Cherry once said on national Canadian TV that if hooking a terrorist nether regions up to a car battery saved one Canadian, he'd do it personally. That's awesome. <laughs> he awesome. sounds like a he sounds like a fun guy I to have like a beer with. Suit. Yeah. Uh, metal man with the announcement of the Warren wagon, we can see Liz is going back to her roots. Cowboys in Indian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one for right now. Uh, Aggie Jet Pilot. Sorry, been MIA lately. Uh, no worries, dude. Uh, have some money to keep fighting the good fight. Y'all rock. Thank you. Well, thanks for supporting thank the show. Let me check in on uh, Streamlabs really quickly. We'll check out a few of these. Um, Philip says, uh, I predict North Korea will make big concessions right before the election because one, that's how a TV writer would write it. And two, Kim is in love with Trump. We'll have to see if it happens. Cameron says, uh, hey, Matt and Blonde, what, with Christmas coming up, do you have any gift suggestions for friends or family? I'm getting one of my, friend, uh, my friends a subscription to Culture Wars magazine. Uh-oh, is that one of those, is that one of those evil magazines? <laughs> no, it's E. Michael Jones. Oh. That's right. awesome, but you better be vetting your friend hard before you do that. <laughs> By the way, congrats to Blonde. Make plenty of Spartans and red pill the shit out of them. Uh, seriously speaking, I mean, it depends on the, it depends on the person. You know, my, my gift is going to be uh, I, I guess I, I wouldn't really think about Christmas gifts to politically influence people uh, unless, uh, I don't know, buy them guns. But if you do, make sure that you buy them gift certificates as the ATF directs so that you don't run into straw purchase complications, which we'll get to in a moment. Although if you believe Bernie, straw purchases are entirely legal. That's what the straw man provision is designed to protect. You got any hot Christmas gift ideas? No. <laughs> Ilhan's really. tiny brain. Okay, we'll go with Culture Wars magazine then. Uh, Ilhan's tiny brain says Matt and Jenk once made love. Matt pounded on Jenk, who screamed, "This is bull! This is bullshit!" Then <laughs> Matt jeezed all over Jenk's Armenian genocide. Didn't oh. Kyle cleaned Jenk with his. Okay, this was too graphic. It involves spitting into Anna's mouth. I'm moving on. Oh. <laughs> Speaking oh, of our favorite contributor, Smegma Bukaki sixty nine. Attention, Aussie listeners, the B&B Christmas party. Wow. Oh, this must have been what was referenced earlier. The Christmas party will be in Can... Is it Canberra? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Canberra from November 29th to December 1st. Add your details to the meetup group if you're interested. Accommodation and party venue already taken care of. Just bring a... (laughs) uh, Bring some uh, items to facilitate some fun. Uh, I, I'm not reading. Th- I already read your name, and that was gross enough. Thank you. <laughs> Redicus says, no mention of the possibility of being Buffalo versus Russiagate victim Papadopoulos. Oh, I didn't even know he was running. That adds another layer of intrigue to really? that district, if that's true. I want an Alex Jones rematch on a press conference, short, uh, shirts rip and all, making the frogs gay. That'd be great. If that's uh, actually accurate, I just had no idea. So thanks for the update. Walsey says, Popeyes makes Walmart shoppers look sophisticated. That's true. Redicus says, I love how we're talking about Trump asking for an investigation into election meddling and Hunter as corruption, but the FISA warrant was totally on the up and up. I hate to make this reference, but leftists always accuse you of what they, uh, of, of that, which they are guilty. It seems particularly apparent in this case, for sure. I do want to say thank you to our D live contributors as well. Uh, I'm going to open the treasure chest. If 
Yeah, there we go. What does that even mean? It's uh, it's a random distribution of their their cryptocurrency that goes to people who are uh, in, who are watching the stream and in the chat. Uh, Callie Sokel, Darth Jones, and Speckle, thank you guys for supporting the show. And we do have, my God, man, we got some 700 people over on DLive right now. So thank you guys for making that a lively community. How many? 700 plus. Oh, nice. So that's a good chunk. Um, and I will, I, I'll do my best to figure out the super chat system. I'm, I'm you know, one thing at a time. The, D Live works, and I love that they're responsive. Uh, they, I email them, and they actually respond, and they're helpful. Some of the stuff, I just feel like I'm too old to get it sometimes. <laughs> so See? maybe, maybe the functionality is there yeah. and I just don't get it. Anyway, catch me up on the, uh, the shooting. This was another one of those shootings that you see. I saw it breaking on Twitter and then a few hours pass and nobody's talking about it anymore. So you can conclude, oh, well, obviously that didn't fit the narrative. It must not have been like a crazy white guy with a manifesto using an AR. Yeah, I mean, I thought that it was a pretty standard uh, mental health style shooting. I don't know why I didn't get more traction. Probably because he used a handgun. Hmm. Um, a teen, his birthday was on Thursday, went to a Southern California high school, pulled a pistol from his backpack, shot five classmates and himself in 16 seconds. He ended up surviving for an additional day. He used the last bullet on himself, shot himself in the head, but didn't die until the next day. So was he using a revolver or something? He had six shots? That is what I read. 45 caliber pistol, but I heard six bullets. Okay. Uh, I don't know anything about guns. So Um, two victims, a 16-year-old girl and a 14-year-old boy died at the hospital. Three students were wounded and taken by ambulance. Um, So yeah, he died on Friday. Uh, The Los Angeles County Sheriff said, there's nothing really that stands out with the suspect. He wasn't a loner, wasn't socially awkward, was involved in student activities, student athlete. This is kind of out of the blue, shocking. Pretty much everyone knew him. Um, his mm. father had recently died. Investigators are digging to his social media background. His name is Nathaniel Burhow. Um, he lived with his mother, who was with him when he died. His father had died a year and a half or so ago of natural causes. And then there was no connection between the shooter and the victims. He just shot people randomly that were in his, that was in his vicinity. Wow. Okay. He wasn't chasing people down. It was like the five people that were around him. He shot. And did he, so do we, what was this like? Did he just go to school and he just opened fire upon arrival or was he at school for a while? I think he went to school that he was like, just went to school pulled this gun out of his backpack and just shot the five people that were around him. Huh. Is there any indication of how he acquired the gun? Was it like his dad's or, or uh, something? I actually don't know, but there's no talk of it, which leads me to believe that somebody close to him probably acquired it. Hmm. Well, uh, it doesn't matter. We don't need to examine the laws in question because the 2020 Democrats already are telling us Joe Biden tweets out our hearts go out to Santa Clarita, but prayers aren't enough. We need real gun reform to make our schools safer. Elizabeth Warren says the same thing. I'm so heart sick for the victims, but we got to act now to end gun violence as though the laws aren't already on the books to deal with this exact sort of thing as though this wasn't already illegal in multiple ways. So never mind that California already has every gun law under the sun. Uh, Never mind that murder is also illegal in California. The suspect in this case was a teenager. Federal law prohibits prohibits anyone under 21 from buying a handgun. California law is the same. Double illegal. Uh, 
however this happened to be transferred into his possession was a thousand percent illegal in many ways uh, i mean it's if it was his dad's and it was in the household there might be some gray area there i suppose but but he was 16 it doesn't matter what are you gonna do ban yeah ban handguns in households there's no real way around that and the fact of the matter is this kid can't go into a gun shop and acquire such a gun he can't even buy one privately if he were to buy one on the street corner from some random guy yeah. That is also an illegal transaction per federal law and California law. I mean, so, as always in these situations, what's most telling is how quickly it exited the news cycle, which I assume is that he did. He had the gun illegally um, and that he didn't fit the, the profile as well as they would have liked mm. um, and that he used a handgun. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of there's not a realistic and honest gun control narrative here because there's there is no. The law was violated in several different ways. Right. I also don't think he's white. It's hard to tell, hmm. which probably violated their narrative as well. I think he's a, is he Asian? Let me know in the live chat. I actually can't tell. Hmm. Which I wish this well, wasn't relative, relevant, but it totally is. In the context of today's reporting. Yeah. Well, in the context yeah. of how little media coverage, I heard this for like, an hour and then i heard about the next day that he had yeah, died gun, and gun control now trended on twitter for like the afternoon and everyone was saying this is mitch mcconnell's fault because there are bills on his desk that he hasn't signed never mind the fact that those bills would do nothing to prevent this particular case never mind the fact that th- there were violations of law already that did not prevent this case huh, half japanese hmm okay weird well in a somewhat surprising gun control episode Bernie Sanders was campaigning in Iowa and he was asked by a potential voter at this campaign event whether he supports Beto-style mandatory gun buyback schemes. And the surprising part is he said no because those, in his view, are unconstitutional confiscation. Here's Bernie. Gun violence is an incredibly complex, large epidemic in our country. And I wanted to ask what your plan is to combat this epidemic but also uh, specifically wanted to see if um, mandatory buybacks uh, for AR-15s and AK-47s is something that you would consider. Well, let me tell you what my plan is, and I don't support it. A mandatory buyback is essentially confiscation, which I think is unconstitutional. It means that I'm going to walk into your house and take something, whether you like it or not. I don't think that um, stands up to constitutional uh, scrutiny. What are the ingredients of what I consider to be um, a, a sane, common sense gun safety a proposal. Number one, obviously, we need to greatly expand background checks. People who have a history of violence should not be owning guns. That's a, people who have a history of domestic violence should not be owning guns. That's kind of a no-brainer. We have in states around this country what we call the gun show loophole. And that means you can purchase a gun legally and avoid a background check at a gun show. First half That's got to be ended. Number three, we have what's called the straw man yeah. provision. You know what that is? What that is is that you can legally go into a gun store. You can buy a dozen guns legally, and then you sell them to criminals. All right? That has got to be made illegal. Fourthly, huh. I believe that, and I believe this for 30 years, that we have got to ban the sale and distribution of assault weapons in this country. Well, a little credit where due to your point, but uh, since when does Bernie Sanders have principles against taking stuff? I know. We can't go into homes and take things. But we can redistribute your wealth. (laughs) Mm. 
I mean, you did have a moment there. Credit where due, at least there's some maintenance of the Second Amendment and the Bill of Rights, perhaps. But every other point that he makes is false. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and actually, disturbingly so for someone who has been in the federal legislature for, what, 87 years? <laughs> uh, the, uh, the straw man. <laughs> okay, first of all. Uh, people, he says, people who aren't violent criminals can't possess uh, or shouldn't have access to guns. They can't. Or pe- he says, people who are violent shouldn't have access to guns. They can't. If you're a violent criminal, if you're a felon, you're a prohibited person. People who have domestic violence records shouldn't have access to guns. You're also a prohibited person if you have even a misdemeanor conviction of domestic violence. Right. Federal. You. They can't buy them. They can't have them in their homes. They can't have guns. Federal law. What are you talking about? Okay. Gun show loophole. That's not a thing. What he's talking about is private sale within a state. You and I both live in Montana and we meet at like a gun enthusiast event and I offer to sell you a gun and you say, sure. Yeah, uh, we can we can exchange that weapon without a background check. But keep in mind, if you're a felon and I know that to be the case or have reasonable reason to believe that it'll get found out anyway. Yeah. And how is that any different than just uh, by like two friends? Uh, selling a gun in between them. That's what it is. Yeah. There's nothing special about gun shows. Don't believe me? Go to a gun show. Every seller there, every actual commercial seller, someone who's in the business of selling guns, which is, let's be honest, most of the people going to these gun shows, every sale they make, every transfer per federal law, they have to conduct a background check. You're going to see not no background checks at gun shows, tons and tons of background checks. Right. And the variable that matters is not gun show or not. It's private seller or not gun show means nothing. It's just the nature of the the person making the sale straw man provision as though that's first of all, that's not like a loophole in federal law and it's straw purchase. Straw man is like a poor argument. That's not (laughs) giving enough credit. Just misspeak. He said, no, I want to, I want to give him credit there. I want to steal man him in this case. But this is one of those things that I've heard him say many times. And I can't believe his staff has not pulled him aside and been like, dude, this it's straw purchases. And those are illegal straw man purchase is not only not not a a thing, thing, but there's no provision protecting it. It's his exponentially. (laughs) Yes, exactly. If, if you're not, if you're not buying guns regularly, you fill out a form every time you buy one from a commercial seller. One of the questions on there is, are you the actual purchaser of this gun? Meaning, are you buying this for you or are you buying it for your neighbor Bob next door? If you're buying it for neighbor Bob, that is an illegal straw purchase. You can't do that. Can't and do it, yeah. by the way, it's double illegal if Bob's a criminal. Straw purchase for a criminal that he referenced right there? Bob's a prohibited person and you can't buy on his behalf. That's Illegal on two fronts. There's no protection for this. In fact, it's explicitly against the law. And, and just to his original point, it's like he sa- he doesn't say that gun buybacks are const- unconstitutional. Mandatory gun buybacks are unconstitutional because they violate the Second Amendment. Maybe he'd say that. I don't know. But he says they're unconstitutional because it's going to people's homes and taking their stuff, whether yeah. they agree to it or not. Okay. Apply that to my money. I know. Apply that to all of my property. Uh, I, I don't think that's wrong. I think there's a plenty good case to make that. It's a, there's plenty good reason to make that case. But why does he think, why does Bernie suddenly think guns are property that is worthy of more protection than your wallet? Like it's totally fine for his henchmen to break into your, <laughs> to, to take yeah. your wallet at gunpoint. But I don't they, know if express constitutionality probably. Or maybe he's pandering, but I don't know that this would benefit him him in any way. 
I don't know. But it was an infuriating exchange to listen to. But uh, anyway, I want to talk about one other piece of news that uh, had a lot of people very worried this week. And at a headline level, I understand, but I want to try to quell some of the alarmism just a little bit because Remington I don't think stock tanks did it. I didn't see that. Okay. Uh, well, that's not good news. That's uh, that would be a significant consequence. So of course we don't want to see that, but in terms of legal implications going forward, I don't think this is quite as bad as the headlines would suggest. So headline here, Supreme court to allow Sandy hook parents to sue gunmaker Remington. So the idea here is that family members of the victims of the Sandy hook shooting back in 2012, this is in Connecticut. Recall Adam Lanza uh, stole his mom's weapons, killed his mom, shot up the school. Okay. The lawsuit uh, that's going against Remington the Supreme Court is considering only the question of whether a 2005 federal statute protects them from lawsuits based on liability for advertising. So there's a few things okay. to consider here. First, first and foremost, the Supreme Court is not uh, deciding the liability question in favor of or against Remington at this point. They're not saying Remington is liable. They must pay. That's not what's happened yet. What, what they're considering, and, and, and the liability question is not, Remington made this gun, so it's their fault that Adam Lanza shot up a school. The issue in question here is the advertising of Remington. When they made these stupid, supposedly hyper-macho ads, I don't have them to share here, but my understanding is they said stuff like, your man card has been reissued. And stuff, you know, macho ads uh, that appeal to men. Appeal oh, no. to, to the masculine interest. The argument is that they appealed to young, mentally disturbed men oh. like Adam Lanza and encouraged them to commit the shooting. So the Supreme Court's not saying that's correct. The Supreme Court is saying the 2005 federal law does not protect gun makers from that sort of liability if you can establish that sort of liability. They're just saying the courts can consider this. So this still has to be decided. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off any reaction and worry until a court actually decides that some macho ad means that Remington is responsible for Adam Lanza shooting yeah, children. I mean, I think it's worthy of uh, being a little concerned. I'm going to wait for the decision. I'm going to wait for this to get, to get decided. I mean, it would be so far reaching. And I share the alarmism if that's actually what happens. Because... Think about it. Violent movies, violent video games, anything that could conceivably persuade a person to take violent action. Suddenly there's legal uh, financial liability for that sort of thing. I can't imagine this actually standing up. It's such a flimsy case. Yeah, yeah. So all the Supreme Court is saying is, yes, you can consider, in my judgment out there, this very flimsy case, that can con that can continue. So... It's not the Supreme Court saying, yeah, Remington made the gun, so it's their fault. Right. It's right. not what we're dealing with just yet. Oh, I've got to correct myself again. It's not Remington stock. It's Sturm, Ruger, and Co. That oh, why I, is... I don't think Remington's publicly traded. Okay. Yeah. Ruger is, is unrelated to this story as far as I'm aware. And... Uh, but their stock tanked. I think that Remington is included in this or something in some way. Yeah. I think the Ruger thing is entirely unrelated, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that's there, not a result down... of this. 3% the day that this news broke. Okay. So, yes, I agree that the implications of this are serious, but we're not we're not quite there yet. So, I'm I'm going to hold off on 
on freaking out about this one for just a minute. Uh, speaking of freakouts this week, though, I hope you have a new way to finance or support your favorite porn stars on Pornhub than PayPal. I hope you weren't. I didn't even PayPal. know people were doing this. I was actually not really aware, but it makes sense. I mean, th- PayPal and Pornhub have basically set up a system where there's basically Patreon for porn stars. And yeah, I mean, in the same way that people choose to support this media directly, it stands to reason that they would choose to support their favorite porn performers directly. Okay. That's, that's, that's what we're looking at. And this week, our favorite moralizing financial services provider, PayPal, favorite outside of Patreon, of course, but Patreon has never allowed porn as far as I understand. They announced that they're blocking transactions with Pornhub uh, and Pornhub says the move will halt payments to over 100,000 performers who rely on them for their livelihoods. So there's over 100,000 people on Pornhub making at least some side income for doing the things that are described in our chat. We're only one degree removed, I think. We just have to read the acts. They have to actually perform the acts. <laughs> so, you know, that's one more additional level of class for us that I always like to maintain. Uh, says a, a PayPal spokesperson, quote, following a review, we have discovered that Pornhub has made, a certain, has made certain business payments through PayPal without seeking our permission. We have taken action to stop these transactions from occurring. It's my understanding that PayPal had an existing policy against like sex products, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, they, I don't know how they weren't aware if that's how this happened. Like, well, we weren't aware that there were hundreds of thousands of daily or monthly transactions supporting porn stars. We've just now become aware and we're axing it all, but that's, I guess what happened. What is interesting in this case, as I mentioned, is suddenly a certain segment of leftists are realizing that, Hey, maybe moral police as our financial services providers is a bad thing. Maybe we don't want credit card issuers and just general banking services to be policing the moral value of what it is that, uh, that adults are, are in a consenting arrangement are, uh, are, are trading mm-hmm. a legal product, you know, agree with, have all the debate you want about porn, whether it's healthy, whether it's bad, I get it. It's a legal commodity. It's a first amendment protected commodity, at least as the courts have decided I mean, I, <laughs> I, think, I think people ought to be able to make these decisions for themselves, but the idea of PayPal policing these moral questions, that's, that's pretty frightening. Yeah, yeah. But here we are. We have uh, Vice News and Gizmodo, outlets that you know have no shame about cheering this sort of moral policing on platforms in the past. Suddenly they're mad. PayPal pulls out of Pornhub. I wonder if that's... A <laughs> No pun intended. I don't know, Vice. You tell me. Hurting hundreds of thousands of performers. That's got to be intentional. I didn't even read this headline (laughs) prior to that. Anyway, uh, according to this Vice article, uh, Vice Vice is calling it discrimination against sex workers. And Vice is soliciting testimony from uh, from those who have been potentially affected uh, if you want to participate in a future Vice a documentary or, or article on this issue. You can get in touch with them. I love uh, Gizmodo's headline though. Even better. Just, I hope PayPal's dick falls off. <laughs> That's the headline. Gizmodo calls this a moral charade and a years long war on sex work. So my biggest question is just, will this segment of the lap finally stop and think maybe, huh. maybe what we've been talking about for all this time of, 
cheering uh, on on social media platforms and financial services, cheering them for banning people for wrong think. Maybe that was unwise. Maybe this is a standard that can actually burn us. Right. I doubt it. That would require them to get introspective for just yeah. a second. I doubt it's going to happen. But but here's hoping. Uh, I also underrated part of this Gizmodo article. If you if you look at it, it's filed under the category fuckery. Oh, you sure got them <laughs> filed under fuckery. Well, good for you. Like everything, though, uh, I think this is going to be a hiccup, not a guillotine. I mean, it's, certainly you're not going to stop speech on the internet. Yeah. But if I was confident in one thing that will outlast even speech, which it's kind of a subset of speech, but. You're porn. not going to stop porn on the internet, dude. Like, you're right. just not. Wish so we could. Por- but... Pornhub is already saying that uh, you wish you, well, maybe in your benevolent monarchy, such How a thing will be possible. How is porn a net positive to society? Pray well, I'm not prepared to argue that it's beneficial. But I, what I'm saying is that like, you think YouTube is big or like porn dwarfs everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, and that, that's probably a, a moral cost. perspective. If I were blonde fear dictator of America, I'd be like, no pornography. Well, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, let's put it this way. I'd be more confident in Beto taking the guns than deleting porn. It's just, it's not going to happen. I agree that it ha- that it is a vice that is, uh, that has some health and potentially moral implications. But the idea that we're going to stop that, I mean, each what you have to have is each individual come to the conclusion that this is not a worthwhile thing to include in their life, at least to a, a you tell that to a 14 year old boy. I know. I know it's you have to somehow get them to adopt reason over the hormonal urges. That but is an impossible feat. It's like I, telling gay men to stop having sex with each other. It's OK. It's not I'll try convincing them and you try gunpoint. <laughs> and we'll see who wins. Neither of us will win. Yeah, that's the reality. I think that it's, you know, at some level, it, it is an inherent part of this this world where instant communication is possible and everyone has a camera. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Pornhub is saying that uh, that they will continue to add alternative payment methods, including possible crypto options <laughs> soon. So. So yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see if people start to think. Well, uh, okay, I'll trade. I'll trade. Um, <laughs> fine, the Nazis can talk. I'll trade it for porn. Maybe the left will come to the table on this one. Mm. We'll have a big reunion and a hallelujah uh, campfire moment where we all agree that um, that in general we don't. You can have your you can have your stances on what speech uh, you personally like to include, what speech and expression you personally like to include in your yeah. life or not. But PayPal deciding for you is a standard nobody should want. They just take your money. Yep. Just like I said to Susan WikiWiki last week, just shut the hell up and take, take my money. money. That's all you're there for. Okay, uh, you want to take a... Let's see, we got three more topics. So Let's just we'll round be, it out and then okay. do a, Caesar, you're so needy. Jeez. Well, I, we don't need to be super lengthy on uh, Don Cherry here. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I think the clips kind of speak for themselves. I wonder okay. if we should just watch them. Yeah, uh, well, so Don Cherry, for people who heard nothing about this story, he's Canadian, he's a sportscaster guy, but he's like, what, hockey specific? Is that his thing? This is the first I've ever yes. heard of the guy. I'm not a hockey guy. I'm not in Canada, obviously. Uh, yes, and so on the broadcast of Hockey Night in Canada, that's so gay, but whatever, uh, commentator Don Cherry criticized immigrants in Canada for not recognizing Remembrance Day, the country's equivalent to Memorial Day. They wear poppies in Canada. 
Um, yeah, let's 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 watch the clips. Yeah, so he gets on and uh, and he says this about wearing the the poppy. I was talking to a veteran. I said, I'm not going to run the poppy thing anymore because what's the sense? I live in Mississauga. Nobody wears, very few people wear uh, a poppy. Downtown Toronto, forget it, downtown Toronto. Nobody wears a poppy. Now you go to the small cities and you know, you, you know, those, the rows on rows, you people love, you, you, they come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you could pay a couple of bucks for a poppy. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the uh, the biggest price. Anyhow, I'm going to run it again for you great people and good Canadians that bought a poppy. I'm still going to run it. Anyhow. Yeah, I, that's so uncontroversial to me. They're mad about the you people. That, that was the outrage, you people, which is interpreted to mean immigrants, I guess. But, I mean, he's not apologizing. He, he said... Uh, I reg he says he would have used different words because he means basically any can Canadian who does not uh, observe observe uh, Remembrance Day, Canadian Veterans Day, essentially with uh, or or is it memorial? Maybe it's more akin to Memorial Day, I suppose. But any Canadian who doesn't observe that holiday with with proper respect sucks as a Canadian. That's yeah. basically what he's saying. And he's, I think, an honest interpretation is he is saying that immigrant communities are in his observation, one of the culprits of this lack of respect, even in his follow-up commentary here, he says, well, that could be, it's not necessarily racist. It could be someone from Scotland or England or whatever. Like anybody who comes here and doesn't respect why we have what we have, I have a beef with. Yeah. He came this close to apologizing, but he did not apologize. You satisfied with that? Uh, yeah, it wasn't so bad. He got, he did get, I forgot to mention, he got axed too. He's gone. He's yeah, not, oh yeah, yeah. it's like 40 years of doing this. He's just, I don't know if the statement is in the statement. No, no. He, you just have Don Cherry responding. Yeah, yeah. I just have him responding to the controversy. Uh, so the league said, while we recognize Don Cherry's four decades of service broadcasting NHL games, today's decision was a justifiable response. To his comments on Saturday night, the opinions he expressed are in direct conflict with the values of diversity and inclusion that we embrace as pillars of the sport. Okay. Right. Hockey's very diverse. You got your Russians and your Finns. Those are your diverse groups in hockey. Okay, here's him responding to the controversy. Do you regret the rant? Do you regret what you said, Tom? What I was, should have said, everybody. And if I had to do over again, I would have said everybody. Because uh, the silent majority, as you know, that are, that are with me are silent. <laughs> And the people that uh, jumped Sweet on it suits, are not silent, uh, and like that's what uh, Sportsnet listened to. It's a funny thing. I did. A, I think I did a pretty a good one. thing. Uh, that I did. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Max Nami is with diabetes. And then we did thing. We did something about two kids that died uh, in Nova Scotia. Two young kids, 15 and 17. And then we did the Brampton Beast. The, the, uh, the uh, in Brampton, where they uh, they they, they I held up their sweater. It was about lest we forget, and the whole deal. And not a word was said about that, but two words uh, caused all the problem. Thirty-eight years is long enough, and it's a long time to go. And if I have to go out this way, I'm going out on a. Looks like I'm going out on a high, anyhow. The word that I used was those people. It could have been Irish. It could have been Scotch. It could have been anybody. Do you want to apologize? Have no, no. I, I, I said. I, I think the closest I'll come to apologize is saying I wish I had used every. I used different words. That's the. Only 
And so just to understand what he was saying in the middle there, I thought it was worthy of inclusion. It's kind of true in a lot of these cancel moments, these cancel culture moments. He's just listing off, well, listen, I've done all this to contribute to the community. I did this charity. Right. I helped this event. I do this thing every year. Nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody gives a shit about the mountain of community benefit and community service that I've done just in like my this four one decades. Yeah. It's that one time I said that some immigrant I saw did something I didn't like. And that is treated as the ultimate sin for which a man's entire right. career his entire career, is to be 40 erased. plus years. It's just silliness. It's like, even if you even if you take it as the outrage has described, even if he got up there and said, you know, I just don't like immigrants. I don't like them because they're brown. Yeah. Like, does that erase the entire career either? Uh, the point is, like, again, getting back to what Trump said earlier, I worry that as a culture, we just have a difficulty accepting uh, opinions we don't like. Why? Why? At worst, this is just, you can call it a bad opinion. I don't find what he said to be controversial at all. I, I actually agree with what he's saying there, and I'm sure his, he has observation to back it up. I don't doubt that this is going on at all. Yeah. But even if it was not consistent with your experience as a Canadian, so you go, well, well, I don't really agree with him, but you know, I tune in to watch hockey. To me, that's the only fair criticism yeah. here is say, listen, I tune in for hockey. Shut the hell up about politics. That's the only criticism I'm sympathetic to. Yep. Other than that, it's just a dumb opinion you don't like. Hmm. Sad. I mean, this is the only thing anybody's going to remember about him. Uh, I don't know. I bet I bet he'll have a better legacy than that. I mean, I had a lot of Canadians emailing me this week and wanting to hear us talk about it. And I get the impression that this guy up there is is much more of a cultural figure. Yeah. Um, and people don't seem that pissed. Um, no, I'm sure he is right that this is it's like, you know, it's Twitter outrage. And in reality, hey, go to the go look at the ratios on all the Don Cherry videos as everybody's hating on Canadian news reporting on this like it's some sort of scandal. Yeah. So, yeah, I buy that there are like a handful of Toronto activists mad. But in terms of broader Canada, no, I'm sure people do appreciate this guy and probably agree with what he says. It's not even that controversial. Yeah. Anyway, okay, you want to take a pee break while I play this sounder? Yes. <laughs> Seriously, go for it. And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, I'm unclear if these stories are in fact directly related, but if they are, it has it creates an interesting angle on on the story in question here. So Dateline, Syracuse University in New York. It all starts um, well uh, this week, and then there was another incident uh, a week back prior to that. But anti-Asian graffiti was reported on Syracuse University's physics building on Wednesday, according to a campus-wide email from the Department of Public Safety. Now, according to the Daily Orange, the school's newspaper here, it was in the bathroom, and the writing has been removed. Now, specific details about the racist word were not provided. Uh, what do you think? Did you get a chance to read the article about the racist anti-asian word what do you think do you think it was the the ch word do you think it was yeah. the j word the the g word i don't which know asian i mean i didn't see it slur? i didn't see it anywhere take your pick on which anti-asian slur it may be that's kind of the fun of these it's like the last one at st thomas in minnesota we don't even get specifics on what the slur was so you just you know place your betting set your betting odds and place your bets 
but we know it was against the Asians. Yeah. Your people. Governor, <laughs> Governor Andrew Cuomo has deployed the state's hate crime task force and the state division of human rights for something that by all descriptions was something akin to a Sharpie writing in a bathroom stall. Now, I guess these are somewhat related events, but that there's now a sit-in going on on campus. But apparently the sit-in here is in response to the anti-Asian graffiti. And there was another undescribed graffiti incident in a dorm on November 7th. Right. But I've seen no reports about what that graffiti actually was. No specifics on what that graffiti actually was. So we have anti-Asian graffiti in a bathroom stall in the physics area unknown racial slur in a bathroom in a dorm yeah and all of this is the context for students staging a sit-in on campus and issuing demands to the school's chancellor here's what the scene looks like the majority of the people here are people of color um so over the past four years to four to five years here in uh, Swift university there's been some racial crime being happening by our fellow students who are majority white and um, every semester or every year they have some racial slurs targeted towards us for no reason. Uh, by the way how do we know that white people did it uh, he seems to imply that white people are behind it yeah i guess <laughs> that's another assumption here. just another assumption yeah the school haven't taken any action as far as to try to make that crimes um hate crime ends uh, you know i impress students to come and encourage students to come and see us about any specific concerns uh, when we do have um, safety concerns we address those they've listed some demands here of the university uh, we I wanted to stop here because I was reading through the demands and, you know, it's like hire more people of color to do more uh, therapy sessions or whatever. Your standard crap. Yeah. You know, spend more money on a diversity office or whatever. Look at the last item, though. Item six. Agree to offer a same race option for roommate selection on the housing application for all students. Now, don't get me wrong. I will defend a student's right to room or not room with you know, you can have your preferences in a roommate on whatever terms you want. I'm not saying you can't. All I'm saying is <laughs> if a white student brought forth this demand, I demand a same race. Now, to their credit, they're saying it's an option for all students. But if a white student brought forth the demand for a same race option on the housing application, do you think yeah. this would get the same reception? Oh, yeah. I bet it would get exactly the You'd same You'd say, well, reception. that's fair. That's fair. You just want a comfortable environment where you can feel safe. Yeah. Uh, so, and by the way, if you think, if it's fair for one of these people and unfair, like if it's fair for the black kids to say we want a same race option, but the white kids would be totally out of line to uh, to offer the same idea, you might be a racist if you if you think that it's, if you think those rules should be different for the different groups. Anyway, there's a little bit left in this clip. Make sure that those demands have, um, have been received by the appropriate folks here on campus. I initially thought that was the chancellor speaking there, but that's actually the director of the public safety department. In any case, I'm using him as a proxy for the administration. It seems like they're very hospitable to this protest mm -hmm. if so maybe we'll get a chance to see this uh, same race idea play out and we'll see uh diversity and inclusion by exclusion in action okay any uh, thoughts any additional thoughts on uh syracuse i mean 
this, this happened multiple times in the week in this week at Syracuse. It's like, are you guys going to be this kind of school that is anti anti Asian? Who? Who's anti Asian? And where were the Asians in the group demanding action? And yeah. I just didn't see a lot of them. We, we I'm sure it's black solidarity with the Asian interest, though. I'm sure that's exactly what we're witnessing. And it's not opportunism at all. It is actually, in fact, solidarity with racial oppression because we all know Asians are held back by the oppressive environment at Syracuse. They can't succeed under the hostility of racist white people. It never happens on these college campuses. Okay. Well, racist, the racist whites are at it again at a college campus. This time, it's, uh, it's on the campus of University of Nebraska in Omaha. If this photo doesn't convince you, I don't know what possibly would. This is hard photo evidence right here. Direct evidence, in fact. Headline, racist note left on University of Nebraska Omaha students' windshield prompts university response. So this racist note was reportedly left on a student's car and his windshield, to be more specific, prompting the chancellor to release a statement decrying the behavior. Joshua Garcia found the note, which reads, quote, illegals are not welcome, exclamation point. Joshua says, quote, I hope whoever did this gets informed about the many undocumented individuals living here in the United States. And I want to apologize to whoever wrote this. If I have made them feel a certain way that led them to doing this, hopefully one day we can talk about it and find common ground. Joshua said the timing is concerning given the Supreme Court is considering DACA as we speak. He says, quote, I am just extremely overwhelmed with what is going on in the Supreme Court debating about what will be the future or what will the future look like for DACA recipients and everything like this happening for Latinos in the U.S. I believe that we are a better university city and state uh, state and country when all our students have access to education and all are an active part of our own communities are of our communities sharing their spirit, background, intellect, and passion. How very serendipitous for Joshua, I would say, that this uh, he just happens to get a platform for his politics and to broadcast how good of a person he is. So how, yeah. how wonderfully this worked out. Uh, yeah, read into the uh, image all you want. I would say awfully uh, neat and nice handwriting for a supposedly racist, presumably male aggressor. Mm-hmm. And... Um, <laughs> True story. I actually had you looking for what the weather was like on November 13th when this allegedly happened. No rain, it appears. Because this, it looks like that note spent all of two seconds on a windshield. (laughs) Maybe he parked in a garage, I'll be fair. But assuming he was parking outside, uh, that that note was not in the the weather for very long. (laughs) But there was no rain, so who knows? Could be be the case. You doing all right? I'm okay. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know. Draw your own conclusions on whether you you believe uh, Joshua's very serendipitous uh, hate crime committed against him. Are you gonna yak? I don't know. I can okay. make it through surprise cringe, but I don't know if I. Can I think make the it. surprise cringe is actually gonna make you barf. Oh, okay. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we'll see if she makes it through. Here we go. I saw this. Nah. All right, we'll play it through anyway, just in case people have it. Through a storm, hold your head up high. Oh my God, why? Be afraid. 
children. you don't like sprite too much oh no oh, all the stuff that for, i love for context in case people uh did not uh see this circulating twitter and elsewhere and by the way if you're listening to the show what that was was basically a depiction of a family uh helping a young man become like a drag queen and then all the little kids join in on the effort and then eventually the ki- the guy goes to a gay pride parade with his boyfriend and the family looks on and there's rainbows and then it's like drink sprite and it's actually it's got it's in spanish cuz this was apparently from an uh from argentina this is an argentinian argentine argentinian sprite commercial in argentina the creative director of the campaign said the purpose is to test innovation and target young people it's uh, it's from the marketing company Santo. So they contracted this marketing company to make it for Sprite and Coca-Cola. Uh, if it does make you feel better, I was looking at the replies on Twitter. A lot of them are in Spanish, so I can kind of tell what they're saying, but not fully. A lot of them that were highly uh, favorited just said, adios, Sprite. So, <laughs> so you get that. Um, any thoughts? Any thoughts on that one? I mean, it's just disappointing. Like... I want a Sprite now. Is there any Sprite alternative? It's the only clear, the only seven up. Remember make seven up yours. Remember that? Have they done any stupid bullshit recently? I don't know. I don't know. The list of companies I can't use. It's so annoying. I'm just, I'm so, it, it just, it carries on. It's like, I remember when the day was just for everyone to be the same and for this just to be kind of integrated into society and everyone would shut up about it. Instead, it always has to be thrown in your face and not just thrown in your face, but it has to be like heartwarming to watch children participating in what looks to be, I mean, draw your own conclusions. Is this a person who was drawn to this lifestyle? Was this a person who was pushed into this lifestyle? I don't know. At the end of the day, I thought the goal was for everybody to say, yeah, all right, you do you. I don't care. We all drink Sprite regardless because we're all humans, not because they cater to any one particular right. interest group and or identity. it's delicious. It's a delicious soda. I just like, it, I'm just so tired of the, of this corporate outcry where it's like, we, we pander to the gays uniquely. Well, okay, but yeah. they have all the same rights as every, well, I guess it's in Argentina. So I don't know what the legal status is in Argentina. It might be different than here. But, you know, I can't say a lot about this that I haven't said um, on a weekly basis for quite some time. Yeah. So. We're good. All right. It's okay. I yeah. Think we're... It's... I think it's okay. <laughs> Dang. Well, we don't get the show, I guess. God, that was close, though. Um, I guess Catch you... up with Super Chat. Okay. Sure. You might have to take over at some point, but I'll do the best I can. Okay. Um, Rick Morris, we already did that one. Not how bribery works. Uh oh damn I read these. Okay, Metal Man with the announcement. <laughs> damn. Uh speaking of roots, what's up with black people killing each other over fried chicken? Sky got there first. Uh Darth Crypto. <laughs> Matt, remember my No, I didn't. Florida I did not. Right. Slash Erica Melowitz joke. 
Then I tweeted, Katie Hill is a whore. One of those two got me a lifetime ban. 22,000 followers gone. <laughs> I actually don't know which one it might be. I could make an argument for either. I wouldn't be surprised by either. I'm influencer in crypto space. I'm screwed. Hmm. Uh, Big LC, have you guys heard of, of the story about the Australian whistleblower this week? He said quid pro quo and let the public know. Great guy. That. I, I can't say it. This one's over my head. There's a reference I'm missing here. He wants me to say the whistleblower's name. Oh, oh okay. It's Frank Underwood. Um, Matt, is your view of natural rights based on an atheist evolutionary or a Christian perspective? In other words, are they literally given by God? One plus well, one I think three. that the, the, so the common understanding, the, the view of the men who wrote this philosophy varied. So I can't say that it's, that it's definitively Christian, but I'm on board with the idea that it is a natural, uh, that it is a natural observance in the world. So whether some, someone, something put that there. I, I'm, I think that's an inherent part of that philosophy. So right. I'm not saying that with like a rejection of Christian doctrine. I would say that with an acknowledgement that you know, a lot of the people who, who uh, put this philosophy into, into the legal standing as today were of Christian faith. Some of, and to varying degrees, some were, some weren't. But, um, but as we talk about on the Colin show frequently, I'm pretty warm, like per, just personal perspective. I'm, I'm pretty warm to the concept of a creator generally. I think that's not an unreasonable thing to arrive at just through observation of the world. As we always talk about, I struggle with getting to the specifics, like getting to the, the Christian doctrine specifically. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, we'll I, I, think, I think what he's getting at is fair, yeah. Uh, Izzy Long, we at the Gun Collective and Matt once made love. We took him to uh, shoot show to shot show in Vegas, and of course, what happens in Vegas? Uh, rock on! Thanks again for last Thursday, Izzy the editor. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. And if uh, if people would like to catch me on the Gun Collective podcast, you can find uh, the links. You can find the audio of it on our audio platforms, or you can head over to the Gun Collective Surplus channel and uh, and catch a, catch the video version there. It was a blast to be on. So thanks for Shaniqua hosting. Shaniqua, stunning and brave. Um, blonde, love the lipstick, sista. I'm at home chilling, listening to you too. Will seeding watermelon fried chicken. <laughs> P.S. Matt and I didn't make love this week. He just blew my whistle. Oh well, oh. thanks. Oh, can you catch up with me? Um, uh, who was the last one? I just did Shaniqua, stunning and brave. Okay, can you read one more and I'll catch up with you? Downsgate said they don't want you to say Voldemort's name because it breaks down their narrative for political purposes, and they don't want the truth getting out. And shout out to Downskated for coming over to the uh, the Gun Collective podcast stream too. We actually had a, a few of our of our people come over and hang out, and um, there was a Kevin Flanagan reference really? on the Gun Collective stream. Yeah, so it was like I can't explain it, uh, but my audience will understand. Okay, uh, Restless Medic says, uh, Benchy, it's a feature to allow YouTube to moderate you in real time. I'm I don't know, man. I'm starting to think that they are that they have somebody want. Well, speaking of which, did Blonde just disconnect? Oh, okay. Ever... Oh, you you shut off your video. I <laughs> see. Okay. Well, again, uh, I have no comment on this particular issue uh, at all. Baked Penguin says, uh, right-wing death squad, unleash an army of Caesars on them. He could probably stop them. He's immortal. Uh, Kevin Flanagan says... My, my biggest problem with Chunk is the genocide he denies actually happened. I wonder if that'll be brought up. The other thing they're bringing up against Jenk uh, Uger is his old uh, rules for women, which are allegedly, uh, now you're back, you good? 
which are allegedly sexist. He had these rules for, for women that they need to put out and all this stuff. You can go look, look them up. They're from like 18 years ago, so I thought it was... We didn't need to discuss it. He's already apologized for them and disavowed. Shouting from the cheap seats. Uh, <laughs> hey, Erica, please scorch one some more. I'm saying this very carefully. This is what you say to your friend Erica when you're cooking marshmallows at uh, the campfire. Chris Buckley says, uh, blonde thumbs up, Matt. There will be a time sooner than you anticipate uh, when you will... When you, when you will need a ball cap, flaunt it while you got it. You got it. It's like the outrage if uh, if you change anything about this show. So we'll we'll carry on. Yeah, you the should twins, read the comments on days he accidentally shaves too short. There's the no the twins cap is an inherent part of this show that can never be uh, that can never that can never go anywhere, uh, for better or for worse. But I got to say thanks for supporting the show. Of course, I am thanks, not going to be niggardly. Kevin says. I can't read that one. Come on, Kevin. Come on. That's so bad. That's that's an Insta ban. Yeah. Uh, you got. Are you good to continue? Yeah. God Emperor of Duncan. The rules are quite are quite esoteric. They'd hide an alleged whistleblower. They drive Susan Wiki hysteric. <laughs> Cheer a milho, don't you know? That's a good poem. Thank you. Um, Boogeyman nine one seven. I was totally wrong on expected demographics of that fight. Kudos on the commentary. <laughs> Uh, Robert Franklin. Yeah. Thirteen percent of fried chicken restaurants experience fifty fifty-two percent of chicken violence. Don't see this at Chick-fil-A. Hmm. MJ uh, Sully. Hey guys, can't watch live tonight. We'll have to catch the show tomorrow morning. I wanted to get your thoughts on Rod on the Rodney Reed case, which I'm not super familiar with. Neither am I. I actually went back, we were in the car, started listening to the old sword and scale about it because I feel like I'm out of the loop. So I I my understanding is this guy is a serial rapist who is on death row, correct? Mm-hmm. When was there and a sword and scale about this? It's like early. It's like 40s episode oh. in the 40s. There were two. It was like a double feature episode. But I'm unclear. Is the argument that he should not be on death row or is the argument that he should be free? Because I've seen people saying free Rodney Rowe. And my understanding, again, not very invested in this, could be wrong. I haven't looked at this closely. My understanding is that DNA evidence connects him to many rapes. Oh, really? My, that's my understanding, but I feel like I'm missing something in this because I don't understand the free Rodney Rowe bit at all, but you know, I haven't looked at it either. Um, Morby Kai says uh, 13% of fast food restaurants host 15%, 50% of squabbles, chicken sandwich boogaloo. Now to bring back the white meat. <laughs> ethno state. We must secure I, future for white meat. I should have known this was coming. Chris Buckley to all the boomer haters. How do you make an angry snowman calm answer? Tell him to take a chill pill. Oh, God. Lots more where that came from. Boo. But thank you for the donation. Hmm. Jacob says, today marks the one-year anniversary of the Yellow Vest protest. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? They're still going on, but does the English-speaking mainstream media and Reddit care? No, it's Hong Kong all over. I haven't heard anything about it for some time. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Kevin Flanagan. The Uh, fight was about a man. I doubt it, Ping. African-American gentlemen are well known for their loyalty to their baby mamas. I want to get a he's, new shirt that says bronze. On it. He's got you there. He does. Um, Polaris 589. We can solve these brawls by adding brawl free zones to all the fast food restaurants. That's true. That'll take care of it. Um, Spring heel Jack. I'm glad Popeye's is there to remind us that diversity is truly our greatest strength. Uh, Kevin. Metal Man says, I lived in Temecula for 12 yeah. years and no one fought over chicken until they put a Popeye's in and started attracting 
you know what. That's right, folks. Poor people. It's always the pores. The pores. Um, Josiah Lott. Uh, first fight, Matt says all white. Second one, no comment. Come on, Matt. What happened to consistent principles? Blonde, are you pregnant or not? That's uh, what the congrats thing was about Wednesday. Love you both. I'll never tell. Never. What did you say was all white? Well, I think it was in response to your inquiry, right? My stance was I'm not going to discuss. Uh, but yes, uh, there was demographic consistency with the latter fight. Um, Vox Sazi says, <laughs> I, uh, I, I heard that, sorry. I saw people like the armored skeptic raging at the idea of calling the impeachment hearings boring because it's just Republicans trying to hide the evidence that'll lead to Trump's impeachment. What? Really? That's crazy. Tom. Okay. Uh, That's why it's boring. No, boring. it was just legitimately boring. Um, yeah. And it was boring because there's nothing to substantiate the central allegation. Lazarus Rex. Since the whistleblower's last name kind of sounds like caramel. And he's likely an a-hole. How about we just refer him to as candy ass? Yeah, I wonder how long until if everybody agreed on a universal nickname, would YouTube start banning that? I wonder. <laughs> Kevin Flanagan, imagine if instead of having Chad congressman like Jim Jordan from your state, your one LMAO uh, congressman was only known for slamming men. <laughs> uh, it's Congressman Body Slam, who's running for governor now. And by the way, I won't vote for on principle. Speaking of principles, I'm not going to vote for the guy who... Body slammed the Huffington Post reporter. Yep. Although, if you move to Montana, that would give you an opportunity to vote for him strictly on that basis. Um, Michael Kaiser, say my name Kaiser like the Jew, or, or like the German, like the German emperor. I'm sorry. Just wanted to send some love. I'm a longtime listener and finally landed a decent job after struggling, which I attribute directly to Trump's economy. Well, good for you, man. Congratulations. That's good to hear. Michael Noyola, bribery is a lower status person paying a higher status person to do something. Bribery for impeachment is the president accepting something in order to take action, not the other way around. Yeah, I, you would you would usually think of it in that kind of like someone pays Trump to say, hey, uh, do this executive order or sign this law or veto that law. Yeah, fair point. It's usually that that would be the arrangement. But I suppose if he actually did. I, I suppose it's possible for him to do it the other way around. It's just, you don't really think of it that way. Brownsville downs. I wonder why shift keeps talking about deep fakes. Adam has standard hotel problems. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Speaking of bribery, anybody remember Pelosi and her visa IPO deal? No, actually I that's, I, I'm, I'm totally unaware of that, but she must've been entangled in that somehow. That's interesting. I'll have to Google it. Otaku says, Matt and I once made love. He inserted himself into my disputes unnecessarily. <laughs> uh, Lapco92, you have to be calm and relaxed when mentioning anyone with the same first name as Clapton, Idol, and Carmen. <laughs> see? I, I know about it. Uh, yeah, Grandmaster level. Could you please <laughs> fill me in on clever. the- That was clever. I like that one. I like it. Yeah. Fill me in on the Matt and I once made love. How did that start? I've never heard anyone say blonde and I once made love. Can you tell me how this joke started from Van Island Cat? I, <laughs> I don't even think that we- we had an official history of it. It's like episode, I want to say 67. Maybe I pegged that. Uh, that was probably a poor cho choice of words he given the context. But uh, maybe I said the number accurately. Uh, we had the official show historian figure it out once, but I neglected to write it down. But yeah, it's just one of those things that started as a, uh, as a trend. One person did it, another person did it, and it became a meme of the chat, which they kind of come and go. Fountain pens being another one. And... Um, People email me questions about this stuff all the time. My stance is I am never going to fight the various trends of the chat. I'm not, even if I'm like, okay, I'm over the joke. 
or even if I'm like, that's gross or whatever, the more you fight it, the more of it you're going to get. So yep. I will never take an iron fist against the, the various memes. Um, Monica, and of course, we appreciate people who support the show. There's that. <laughs> Monica, Elizabeth, hubby and I look forward to y'all every week. I want to spend my husband's schmeckles to say thanks for the Sandy safe space. And I want to thank my amazing husband away at drill for his family. I love you, baby. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, well, thanks. Lesson, appreciate it, guys. I'm craving a caramello candy bar. <laughs> you want one too, Erica? Mm. We'll see. Marshall Francis. Elijah Schaefer did a decent video regarding the Kirk versus Fuentes situation earlier this mm. week. Um, also, I think my super chat about Hunter Avalon censorship denial last week got deleted. I'm unsure. Could be. I haven't seen um, Elijah's video, so I'll have to check it out. Midwest Madge. I recently started a new job for the winter. Out of nine people starting, I was the only American. Only two others spoke English. This is in Nebraska. This is legal mass immigration changing demographics. That sucks. Well, that's why Joshua Garcia is getting hateful letters on his windshield. Yep. Totally. Pineapple mm. platypotamus. Lots of people are talking about Christian morals. What would you say both of those are? What are they blonde first? Ooh, I mean, I'm not an expert on Christian morality. I really, really struggle. But I think that the first one has got to be like uh, kindness even to your enemies. So I'm failing the first Christian principle. Like, can I even call I, myself a Christian? I wouldn't even consider myself uh, qualified to answer this question because I'm not a student of the Bible and I don't, I don't, at, the, at this point in my life, I don't take reading of it or study of it seriously, to be honest. It's not a part of my life. So I'm shooting from the hip. Would the golden rule be a fair reference for? Uh, for principle of, of morality at a base level, or am I way off in that? I, I can't answer these questions because I'm not a... Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Thompson, if they start targeting adverts, then we can target Gillette and Sprite, anyone else that persuades to, uh, the two gay aborto tactics <laughs> to life. Thanks, Big Tobacco Pharma. Yeah. Um, Kevin Flanagan, uh, laughing my ass off. Imagine not being able to get a woman to take her clothes off in real life. Porn is for literal untermensch. Untermensch. Uh, that's the least controversial thing Kevin's ever said. It could be, but I also don't want to throw men entirely under the bus in this. I mean, we are cultivating an entire generation of women who are being led to believe that, that, um, finding a good man and marriage and family, creating it's a, a family waste of time. is a shame. Yeah. Like that's a failure of life. So we are putting a generation of young men who, who do have natural urges in a very tough spot. I, I, I mean, porn can fill that gap to an extent, but not to a, a, a fulfilling and healthy extent. And, uh, so I want to be fair to those men out there, man. I don't want to, I don't want to throw all the guys under the bus and be like, hi, you, you guys suck. And, uh, and that's why you resort to this. Yeah. Um, Yellow King David uh, Hotel. You didn't mention that Rolling Stone wrote that No Not November was anti-Semitic. Why would they? I did not that? even Seriously? hear that. I didn't hear that. I wonder <laughs> if that's true. I, um, I would like, I'll have to check out their reasoning. Polaris 509. Tell your legislator that you will not submit to the big cock of Globo Homo. <laughs> Joshy boy, <laughs> the good deeds done over many years can easily be undone by a single mistake of tomorrow, such as the creed of the easily offended. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, which, I mean, even to what you're talking about, to some extent, I think action can do that, harming people. You know, like it, if you if it turns out, if you're a great person for 40 years and it turns out you were a weird pedo all along or you yeah. killed a guy, but yeah. can you undo a great legacy from having the wrong thoughts? That That's a ridiculous standard. Um, Quantum football, call your representative to get them to support Terra Block. 
and get them to not wimp out in the hearings and admit that Yovanovitch and others committed perjury. Hmm. I, I what's the what's the basis of the perjury charge? Like, what's the lie? I'm I don't know. I didn't hear a lot of lying. I don't know. I didn't listen to the whole thing though. Hmm. Um. PG says Kaiser Permanente just had a woke commercial on during Sunday night football. Oh boy. They had tranny story time in the commercial shaking my head. Oh, oh my gosh. Michael Anderson, all demands and complaints are hate speech. (laughs) Maybe that'll shut him up at least. Yeah, really. Pip chat noir. Big wave to both of you from Canberra. 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 Uh, Which you early pronounced. Oh, Canberra. Ah. Which you early pronounced almost correctly. Canberra. Cheers from John. I'm sorry. We always pronounce things incorrectly. Derek Finley, I'd like to report a hate crime in my community. There was a glory hole drilled into my stall that couldn't fit my giant black snake. Ew. Uh, Nate Early says, Sprite, because the best way to sell your product is to have no one in your ad consume or use your product at all. I, I saw some reports that were saying that the ad was not diverse enough, that it didn't have oh, enough racial on. diversity. But I couldn't find anyone criticizing it to substantiate that claim. I, I think like one person must have said that. Um, but that's kind of funny if that was the case. Laurel says candy ginger is the safest remedy for morning sickness. Most grocery stores have it. I don't know what you're talking about. Laurel. Stomach bug. It's a, it's a terrible stomach bug. Bad that Mexican food. Just every Sunday for the last few weeks, just terrible stomach bug. Beauty and the beta clips. Um, everyone who watches, check out the discord server. It is now active almost every day. Shout out to my favorites on this server. Golden leaf, Theo, Neo, Vanessa, and Kaz. Hashtag ban Mandy. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the discord community is unreal so just speaking of community like even if you're not the kind of person who wants to go out and meet people in real life we see all the meetup photos just the community of people talking about whatever on the discord server totally unrelated to the call-in show just forming online friendships it's it's Mm -hmm. adopted a life of its own in there so if you have interest in that go check it out always linked in the description and on the website yep um capitalism for the win blonde feeling sick is there some news coming der kinder Führer? das kinder Führerin. you're late there's no reveal here Unrelated, can you ever coexist with people who have different view of morality, uh, freedom versus equality? Yeah, I can if they can coexist with me. Well, on fundamental questions like that, though, I think that you have to have some baseline fundamental agreement to have a functional society. You know, when you talk about issues of liberty and morality and those sort of fundamental concepts, if you if you don't agree with those, if you don't agree on those or you don't see the importance of agreeing on those, um, at best, you just hope for a world in which you both leave each other the hell alone, which can we work. We seem to not but be able to do. Hopefully you have plenty of space in that arrangement. Um, Jess Han says, blonde mint, tin of Altoids. They help with Naj. Also, there's Fresca. Oh, Fresca. I forgot about Fresca. Hmm. Um, Slasher says you're having a baby and that's final truthfully and sincerely the Catholic church <laughs> grand master level blonde. I hear someone saying you're pregnant. Is that true? No, it is not true. Sorry. I don't see every show. My wife is two days due due in two days. I already have two daughters hoping for a boy. I wish you the best for you. We family. only have hearsay in this case, but as we know, hearsay, hearsay. can be better than direct evidence. I, I get a Sunday stomach bug, a Sunday stomach bug. Um, Steamboat Willie, who has better, Fight Nights, Waffle House, or Popeyes. Ooh. I've never been to either. I, there is a Popeyes two hours away from me, so maybe I'll drive down there and get a sandwich and punch a guy um, <laughs> next Saturday or something. Jake Hartstern, Blonde and I always make love. Ooh. Uh, Cameron Jones, thanks for the show. I can always count on a Sunday show for my Sandy Safe Space. Sprite, no Esta Soul X is just wrong. 
they isn't singular. The T's are ruining it for some of us normie gays, RIP grammar. Huh. Hmm. All right, we're good. Just a few more over on Streamlabs. We'll call it a night. Um, Redicus says the Remington issue is they are going to parade some crying moms to guilt the jury to grant the multi-million dollar decision and make it profitable to run the industry into to run the industry into the ground. I would want to see the ad placement, gun mags, or highlights. I've seen the ads; they are available. You can uh, go find them if you're interested. I agree that this is certainly part of a tactic to ruin the industry as opposed to some genuine effort to right the wrongs that were done to those families. I'm 100% on board with that. For now, the standard that that would set in terms of liability is so insane that <laughs> there she goes again. I'm going to have faith in the courts to get this question right, but I hope that, I, that my faith is not wrongly placed because we'll have some serious problems to deal with if this standard is in fact established. PayPal sucks, says, fun fact, PayPal credit doesn't report your credit history to the CRAs unless you go delinquent on payments. I did not know that, but that's a valuable piece of information. Thank you. Redica says, hey, Charlie, we found a map to Candy Mountain, Charlie, then again. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. The, the, come on, <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble, man. College is irredeemable and must be raised to the ground and replaced. I think we can find some common ground on that, but it, uh, rather than raised and replaced, the deal with, with what's going on with college these days is they don't necessarily have to provide their students with a marketable skill because the entire college landscape is propped up with public subsidy. So it doesn't really have to be commercially viable. It, it just it gets to enjoy a whole bunch of public money to sustain what would otherwise be unsustainable programs. I think uh, if by raise to the ground and replace, you mean just let's, let's withdraw a lot of the, the public money that's going into these systems, at least at the federal level and let these states handle it for themselves. We can definitely agree on, uh, on that idea. And Redicus says, how do you bind society together? <laughs> how do you bind society together with, well, let's just say assless chaps. We'll go with that. I hate to say it, but these people aren't wanting to be part of society, but forever separate and forever oppressed. Society needs people to perform their duties. These people are uh, are uh, professionally useless. That's what it says. Well, uh, I agree that these activists who are in our face are uh, very, very annoying and don't seem like they'll ever be satisfied. I do want to stick up for the the like the the normal gay that we just heard from in the super chat. I know there are tons of people out there who do actually want to uh, live the life that I was persuaded to this uh, on this issue uh, by, which is just, listen, I'm not harming anybody. I'm participating in a consensual adult arrangement. Just leave me alone. I'm not looking for special treatment, just equal treatment. I'm on board with those people. I don't want any sort of legal discrimination against them. I think they still are the majority, but I, but we all share a frustration with this loud segment of society that insists on being in your face about it all the time. Hey, look how gay I am. Did you, have you seen how gay I am today? You better look and be sure to check back tomorrow when, when I'll be even gayer. It's, it's very annoying. And uh, somehow we've got to fix that culturally and get that. <laughs> get, I, I, I don't know. We got to make it okay to say that that's annoying and nobody cares. We don't want to see this crap anymore. Peaceful sunset says we're proud of you. Blonde best wishes. Well, I think she can still hear you still there blonde. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> sound like it. Michu says the impeachment is a sham. It's all just to distract us from the uh, Ernstein didn't kill himself. Something like that. Hanging out with uh, Erica Marshmallow too much. That'll be lethal if you do, if you're, if you're not careful about it. Real quick, I want to say thanks to our uh, people over on DLive. 
then we'll call it a night. We have That's a few a, more on. Um, oh, God. Oh, okay. Cali SoCal, Cali SoCal, Darth Jones, Speckle. Thank you guys for helping to make DLive a vibrant community after the YouTube, uh, the YouTube fiasco. Let's see. What do we got? Uh, where do we leave off? Um, uh, on, the last one I did was thank uh, Cameron Jones. Uh oh. Okay, Chris uh, Buckley says, "Blonde, I'm holding on to my chai weenie. Oh, like a like a Chihuahua wiener dog mix. The best guard dogs changed my mind. Well, whatever works, I guess." Michael Kaiser says, "I'm sending this ten dollars specifically because Blonde said the name right this time, or the first time around, rather. Before I explained how to pronounce it. Congrats, Blonde. You are cultured. Good for you. And thanks, man." Frank says, come on, Matt, easing men's lack of good women in their lives by letting young women become porn stars is both evil and counterproductive. Well, it, de- it depends on what you mean by letting. Like, uh, of course, I would not encourage my daughter to do this. I think our culture is healthier if we don't encourage young women to do this and to build families instead. But the question is, what is the best uh, means to that end? Is it gunpoint? Is it coercion? Or is it persuading people to moral values is it is it helping them to arrive at that conclusion themselves i think the only way to get people to to the only way to lead them to those healthy moral livelihoods that produce families produce happy outcomes produce fulfilled lives is to convince them that that is the path to take i think the more that you try to shove them down that path down that path the more they rebel to be honest but we do share the the same goal for the outcome i think i I don't and under no circumstance uh, am i am i arguing yeah we should just it doesn't matter if all the girls out there go into porn it's all the same society will be will be fine no quite the opposite i i I just don't think that like say paypal setting the rules on this is going to be the effective way to achieve that end but uh but i understand where you're coming from for sure okay i think we're all caught up you you all set yep i gotta go right now Okay, well, I'll do the outro myself. Thanks, Thank you, guys. All right, thanks, guys, for hanging out with us and uh, and making it a fun time. And I think we've got I think we got through the whole stream without getting banned. That's my understanding. So uh, that is an accomplishment in light of recent weeks. Thanks for hanging out with us live. There goes blonde. You get a weird double of me, but we'll turn that off. Anyway, if you're listening later on YouTube or if YouTube screws up again, you might want to go over to DLive or BitChute or one of the audio platforms where it's not screwed up. Thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. And remember, if you check out those audio platforms, there is additional material you might not find on YouTube. My interview on uh, or my podcast on the Gun Collective podcast this week, some other interviews or different segments we've done, they're all on those audio platforms. They're linked in the description and on the website, pretty much wherever you can find your podcasts. Uh, you can find us as well. We'll be back next weekend because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.